Well, welcome to the Retro Breakdown. I'm getting... I, I just I just started recording, so... Oh, sure. Okay. I, I figured, like, we're both busy. We got stuff to do. Usually we spend, like, 45 minutes just, like, chatting it up before I actually start recording. But today, let's just go. Let's just, and we're going. We'll just go. So I've been thinking since we're recording episodes um, out sort of in advance and currently the the big news on the table is uh, Square Enix sold all of its uh, all of its Western stuff to uh, Embracer Group. But by the time this comes out, that will be like month old news. Oh, I, didn't, I actually didn't even know that was happening. So yeah. What, so what? So not like. So, so you remember how like Square Enix bought, or, like, uh, Eidos and, and Crystal Dynamics a few years ago? Yeah, yeah. So they own, like, Tomb Raider and Thief and Deus Ex and... I always thought that was a weird thing, but yes. Yeah, well, they sold it. <laughs> okay. So they didn't sell off, because I had someone was saying, Sony's going to buy up Square Enix, is what my friend had messaged me a couple days ago, and I was like, oh, okay. So it sounds more like they're just dumping the Western stuff so they can... So they can focus on the blockchain... Oh God! What really? They said, "Oh, dude, wait. So what is? So hold on. The Western stuff is all the things that I don't really care about. Mostly, what does that mean for like the Final Fantasies and things? I don't know. Because I if, don't. If, I swear to God, if they blockchain Final Fantasy or like, okay, they're gonna re, they're gonna, they're gonna release Chrono Break and it's gonna just be a blockchain video game and I'm gonna rage. <laughs> okay, so here is what here is like, here is what I understand." I don't think they're looking to do that with like mainline franchise stuff. Cause at one point, like when they started talking about NFTs and stuff, like the first thing was like, don't put NFTs in final fantasy 14. Cause final fantasy 14 is like the most successful game on earth. And by far the most successful game in their library. Wait, wait, it's more successful than grand theft auto or Fortnite. I mean, I'm going to, I'm calling bullshit on that. Maybe I like I don't know, but but I get what you're saying. It's it's up there. It's 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 when you get into those talks of what's the best company, and then it's like, well, how do you look at best? What do yeah, you mean? yeah, is yeah. It, is it profit this year? Is it total market share? Is it who has them installed on their stuff or whatever? Right. So no, I would I, say I in it. terms of like active players and like current recurring income, I would think 14 is probably healthier than GTA. Like I know GTA pulls in a ton of cash. And it's made like a trillion dollars or something like that. But I, yeah, I would be, I would wonder the only reason, the only reason I'm even pushing it all is because I was the fact that they're re-releasing it again or releasing the online version again. Like to me, that says that they're, that it's doing really well still, but 14 is sort of the, it's the only MMO people care about. Nobody cares about wow anymore. Well, that's not fair, but the, the people when when it's definitely diminished. Right, like if you were a fourteen-year-old talking about MMOs, it'd be it would probably be Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, and, yeah, and it, like it, it took like twenty years, but someone finally dethroned World of Warcraft as the default best MMO to play. Yeah, it only it only took twenty years, and a company continuously making weird decisions for. Yeah, that's game. true too. That <laughs> is true too. Although you know, Square Enix is no stranger to weird decisions. But this brings us back to the point. Yes, where yeah. like Square Enix started talking about NFTs and everyone looked straight towards 14 and was like, are you going to screw with Final Fantasy 14? Didn't, and I then the, the director, director said, of FF14 was like, we're not doing that. Oh, I thought he said that, hey, we might or something. I thought no. that was what the whole. He we... was like, we're not. We're, no, we're not touching that. Ah, okay, and so that, he runs a highly 14. successful. You know, he runs a highly successful game 
that basically pays for all of the other mistakes that Square Enix makes as a company. <laughs> yeah, they're still reeling from the spirits within. <laughs> so, at the, like, it's one of those things where he, you know, he's running a tight ship and it's a successful company. It's a, it's a successful venture that keeps making the money. So it's like, okay, you just, you get the freedom to just, you tell us, we will listen to what you say because you're, you're doing the success. So you have, uh, you're, you're doing the big success. So you have, uh, you, you have say you get to, you get to tell us. And like, I think that for a lot of the, the big names in the company that are running successful projects, they will get to say, like so just 14. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like the stuff that, uh, the stuff that Nomura works on is, uh, like, I, I like to think oh, that Tetsuya Nomura parts. has, has enough clout to be like, no, I'm doing this my way. Yeah. But his way, I could see Kingdom Hearts totally being a blockchain video game. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm, if not anything... even, I'm not even memeing. I actually think that there would be a blockchain Kingdom Hearts spinoff that has really yes. serious plot development in it. That's that's the thing, right? That's the thing is it wouldn't be like like Final Fantasy 16 is not going to come out and be a block uh, not going to be a, a, a blockchain game. But they could actually make Final Fantasy. We want to get rich fast and it would like as a cell phone experience. Like that, that would, I could see them branding a, a blockchain video game with their IPs. Yep. Yep. That's, that is, that is the direction that I would see it going. I mean, let's be real. That would be stupid not to, if you're going to bother with a, if you're going to bother with something like a, a blockchain as a company, of Square Enix, and then you don't use the things that you, the only reason you're popular, you would be stupid. So I, I think it was, if they're going to go into that market, ex fully expect to see cloud as a, as a, you know. Uh, with a bong and a monkey head. <laughs> yeah. So, fun fact, you want to talk about, like, you you blatant mismanagement. Do I want to talk about blatant Not really. Well, I mean, we basically already are. <laughs> yeah. So. so <laughs> enlighten me. Or, or don't. So, um, Square has sold basically all of their Western IPs. With the exception of, like, they're still publishing Outriders and oh, yeah, that Life is out, Strange. Yeah. Ah, Life is Strange, the game with Empathy, Empathy the Superpower. Yes. I've, I've, done some, I've, I've done some digging into that, by the way. And no. it turns out the, the superpower that is Empathy is actually just being able to, like, it's actually being an empath. It's actually, oh. like, being able to, like read the emotions that people are feeling like in a very specific way okay so now we're making empathy we're using the word empathy in this way to imply it's actually impossible for normal people to do it <laughs> yes correct yes okay great yeah perfect yep. that's, all right cool that's better and worse <laughs> yeah it makes more sense but the implications are worse yeah. <laughs> i mean to be fair i'm judging all of this off of the trailer that i saw when they introduced one of the new games oh I yeah not, uh, i know like, exactly the one you're talking about where they're like the like the first character in the first like the first protagonist in the first life is strange game literally has like literally has time travel powers yeah literally yes. has rewind time and do it again time travel powers and then, like, a couple games later, 
they introduce the new protagonist and it's like with their superpower empathy. <laughs> yeah, not their not their not their empath. Like not that they have the f- actual ability to read your emotions as if it were written on a page. Yes, exactly. Like that's a different ability. I realize it doesn't sound as fancy, but also it's kind of just awkward when you when you put it into in in our in our typical way of of far too much logic. Right, yeah. <laughs> Because, like, empathy is supposed to be, like, a basic human emotion that you feel for normal people. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's the only reason movies and stories, you know, hit those hit those feelings. Otherwise, yep. they're just characters experiencing stuff you can't understand. So, yeah, a lot, of the, a lot of the situations have to do with, like, you know, you're having this conversation with someone, and it's almost, it's, it seems almost Ace Attorney-like. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, they're saying, you know, they're saying this, but then it's like, why do I sense sadness? Yeah, how do I break these chains? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's what that is. So, they're keeping, they're keeping, like, Outriders and Life is Strange and I think, like, one other thing. But, like, um, it's, like, this huge backlog of stuff because it's Eidos and, and Square Enix Montreal and Crystal Dynamics. So, it is... Tomb Raider, it is Deus Ex, it is Thief, it is Legacy of Kane, it is, uh... Are these, um, these games are not relevant. No, because <laughs> for they Tomb haven't Raider. done anything except with for them. A little bit, of, there's, a, there's a touch of Tomb Raider in there that people might care about. A Deus Ex, like... Oh, no, I mean, I mean recently. Yeah. Deus I mean, Ex, I think Deus Ex, Ex Mankind like. Divided came out, like, five or six years ago, and they just haven't touched it since. Yeah, I mean, that sounds, that sounds right. But I mean, the IPs are worth something. Like, if sure. you put games out in those, how, if you how much put games the, out with those names on them, people would buy them. How much did it sell for? That is what I was getting to. Oh, also the Avengers game, and oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Gar- and the Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. So those IPs are are also out. Although, whether they really belong to them in the first place is, yeah, they're Marvel. They're probably going to be delisted soon enough. Yeah, the Marvel, you know. the, 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 the Avengers game, I, I played a decent amount of it and it was, you know, exactly what you could expect. It was a by the numbers loot game. Yeah. Yeah. With, with the joy of being a Marvel character. Right. Exactly. So the point is, despite the fact that they haven't done much with it, um, it's a, it's a deep library and it's not just the IPs. It's yeah, the entire development studios. And all the people who work at them. Right. So throw out a number of what you would expect all of that to sell for. I don't know. Maybe maybe at best a couple hundred million. Oh, wow. You actually nailed it. Really? Like it, they, it sold for 300 million. Yeah. Yeah. That seems, that seems, that seems about reasonable for, for the franchises we're talking about. Okay. You say that, but you want to know how much Microsoft paid for timed exclusivity for Shadow of the Tomb Raider, the most recent Tomb Raider game. <laughs> How much? $100 million. Holy, holy shit. $100 million for, like, temporary exclusivity on one game. When did Shadow of the Tomb Raider come out? I want to say 2018. So I would have to go back and look and see what was going on in the libraries or what was happening in terms of like because maybe xbox was, wasn't x the xbox was faltering really hard at that point right because yeah they PM. were looking for they so were they just looking needed for, something uh, like any kind of win before they bought the entire universe worth of uh 
worth of uh, <laughs> development studios. <laughs> until 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 Papa Microsoft was like, hold on, all right, let me dig you out of this hole. <laughs> what what's a uh, good guy? Phil Spence was like, please, please, we need something. <laughs> yeah. So. No, but so that doesn't, honestly, that doesn't surprise me that it's, it's so low. It says one of two things or a couple of things, I guess. A, Square Enix is in a lot of trouble that they were just like, yeah, here, somebody yeah. buy this, please. And they, and this was the group that wanted it. But like right. you said, they haven't put any games out in a while for any of these franchises. And we can't, let's not pretend <laughs> Legacy of Kane or Soul Reaver is, is a franchise anyone has cared about for an extremely long time. Like if true, you're in college today. You probably have like, oh yeah, I remember hearing about that. Right. Like right. maybe, right? It, it would be the equivalent of some some random NES series that no one thinks about at, at our age. Like it's 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 true, but it's also like you can't discount the the value of nostalgia. I mean, look at this podcast. Oh no, I agree. I, I so, so like I think that if you you know if you took I think those IPs while think not being relevant something. right now still hold value. Oh, if listen, you I'm, do something with them. The fact listen, that they're listen. the fact that they're worthless now has is be only because Square Enix isn't doing anything with them. Kit That's what I was about to very say. Very loud. I mean, think about it this way. Sony Marvel offered Sony the entire licensing to Marvel movies. All of it. Yeah. All of it for a few like it was I don't even remember what it was. It was a laughably low number back in yeah, the early two yeah. thousands. Mm -hmm. And Sony was like, nah, we don't want to spend the extra like three million to have the rights to every single Marvel property. We just want to spend like the nine or six million or whatever it was for just Spider Man. Yeah, we just want Spider Man. Nothing else has any value. Right. And so so there are times where I that may, maybe Tomb Raider, maybe the next Tomb Raider is gonna be is gonna blow us all away. Right. I don't have a clue. It's totally possible. The I, they they certainly don't own the rights to any either Guardians of the Galaxy or uh, Marvel Avengers, even if they own right. those games at the moment. Like they, maybe they can do something with them, but it's not yeah. their property. Right, right. right. Uh, of course, I would. <laughs> I highly doubt Disney is allowing that. Would would ever have any kind of there? There's there's no doubt in my mind that however those rules are written for them making that game is who owns what there. Yeah, um, exactly. And. But 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 I would, for whatever reason, Square just didn't have the resources to make. I was kind of surprised that we have not seen a a, a re-release of Legacy of Kane or Old Tomb Raiders or Deus Ex. Like this right. is the, this is the time of literally remake anything and people will buy it for the yeah. most part. Slap so, the words definitive edition on it and make a couple million. Right. I I will not be surprised if we see those in the next year or two for for these properties. It would be weird not to actually. I mean, Thief is them. a big one. Like yeah, thief, everyone thief. loves yep. the old thief games. And I think they tried like one reboot of it, like 10 years ago and it sucked. And there they was were like, one... well, that has no value forever. Yeah. There was one that I was it 10 years ago now. Cause they, I know they re-released it for PS4. I actually played through it. It was, it was okay. Um, it was not, it was nothing, nothing exciting. It was just like an okay experience. I got also got it for like $2 yeah, on a digital yeah. sale. So my, my, my so, view of it is incredibly skewed. The the general feeling that I've seen on this is like, boy, that's a low number. The last Tomb Raider movie grossed three hundred million. Oh yeah, there was a Tomb Raider movie, wasn't there? An, a re-release of that. There, I mean, they rebooted but it and started doing. They did like I think two Tomb Raider movies with oh, a really? with a non Angelina Jolie protagonist. Yeah, I remember hearing about. I didn't. I didn't see it. 
I didn't either. I haven't seen any of those movies. I saw the thir- the first one, like, you know, whenever that came out. Oh, that very, was a while long. ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I definitely remember that because there was, like, side boob Angelina. I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. <laughs> I remember hearing about this. <laughs> that was but, cool. Yeah. And, like, honestly, like... That's that's Angelina Jolie as Lara Croft is one of the most dead ringer, like is one of the most dead ringer casting choices for like a for like a an, a movie adaptation of anything I've ever seen. Yeah, aside from the Mario movie, that's spot on. Yeah, that's well. I mean, voice acting is different. No, no, also, I don't mean the new no. Mario movie. I mean, you know, uh, John oh, Leguizamo you mean as Luigi. you mean uh, Luigi Mario? Yeah. John Leguizamo? Uh, yeah, it's Luigi Mario. Perfect. Amazing. That whole movie is a masterpiece. I mean, it is... It is certainly interesting. <laughs> if you if you haven't seen that movie, don't. Yeah, uh, that's accurate. Or do, because it is funny, and I remember... It's <laughs> so weird! It's just... I mean, it's a horrible movie, but I have a fond memory of it because I was a, you know, a kid when it came out, and I was like, that's cool. It's a video game movie, and I didn't care that it was terrible because I was however old I was. It's just like, it's so like, why is the whole thing so dark? Why is it all so weird? Why is nothing like they took super Mario brothers, a game about running through colorful stages and jumping and turned it into this like sci-fi horror flick. It's a live action Mario movie. Mario is a terrifying universe. (laughs) Like, if if you were to make realistic-looking Mario things, they're freaking creepy. What does a Goomba look like in a realistic 3D space? Well, it's not a giant lizard man. No, 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 no. I'm not saying what they did makes any sense. I just mean if you were to put if you were to take Mario and then make it realistic, it's pretty effed up. Your Mario is jumping around, just squishing the shit out of creatures all the time. I like, don't I'm, disagree with you. I'm, listen, listen, I am not I, defending the Mario Brothers movie from the 90s. It is a bad, it is a bad time. It's so bad that it's kind, it's enjoyable. Like it, 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 it crosses into the holy God, how did this happen? You know, territory. And it doesn't make any sense stylistically or even narratively or anything, right? Nothing. Yeah, like, you know what I don't think of when I think of Super Mario Brothers? What? weird fungal goo (laughs) but they gotta have the ooze man (laughs) why is there ooze why is there this net why did they take the idea of like mario like has a super mushroom that makes him big and strong and turn it into this like like weird orange fungal ooze net I mean, that look, everything listen. just gets tangled up in Bowser is Dennis Hopper. Okay. Yeah. He's the diabolical lizard King. <laughs> All right. I don't know Didn't why they they're kill Yoshi in that game or in that movie. I don't think so. He's a, he's a little dinosaur. That'd be messed up. I thought like, I thought they introduced Yoshi and then Yoshi like sacrifices himself. Cause Bowser oh. like strangles him to death or some horrifying crap like that. I don't, you know, maybe, I don't remember. I haven't seen the movie in a long time. I'm not going to go check. I'm not, I'm not going to watch it again to find out. I do know it's supposed to be, you know, some wacky plumbers, um, in Dino Hatton 
It's like it's like it's not quite the Mushroom Kingdom. It's like the weird, you know, Dino Universe aspect of Mario World. Right, right. Where where it's it's they're not they're it's they're, <laughs> there's some creative quote unquote you know licensing happening uh with the theming of Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's a fair hey, assessment. I have I I have an idea since we we probably don't have a lot to talk about today since we've recorded a lot of episodes lately yeah we, we've been we've been kind of going back to back so there's not uh i literally led off the podcast with like the only news is this square enix thing but it'll be out of date by the time this podcast comes out but then we talked about it for 20 minutes anyway so yeah because i hadn't heard about it so speaking of movies i i have an idea uh hold, hold on a minute let me let me see all right all right um i now have that i googled uh, a list of movie quotes okay i'm going to read them read them to you and you're going to see if you can guess the movie because i know how much you love watching movies oh wow this is gonna be yeah okay all right all right all right all right uh let's let's, let's find a good one all right I, th I think you'll get this one et phone home that's um jurassic park correct um uh, <laughs> let's see let's see uh uh, uh no that's that's too easy how about you talking to me you oh, talking that's... to me is that uh is that goodfellas nope nope kind of has it's sort of it's well it's taxi not really... driver tag yeah taxi okay. driver I, that's that's good i'm impressed i've not seen it i just you know oh it's no, no. The quote. this is this is more of a testament to how well a you have a pretty good memory for things but b it's also sort of like it's it's kind of amazing how single lines can can get stuck in our vernacular or phrasing it's true then, yeah yeah uh, it's, what, it's the memes man it's the memes, yeah. I'm I'm actually impressed you got that one. I didn't know if you would. Uh, how about how about uh, I I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Oh, that's one of the. This one's a little trickier. Uh, full Metal Jacket. No, but similar theming. Platoon. <laughs> no, but similar theming. <laughs> it's a it's it's Apocalypse Now. Oh yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. But you know they're all yeah. that, that, those are all I, I would say that you get half a point for Vietnam happened and like 800 <laughs> movies happened about how terrible Vietnam was. That's that's, that's, that's good. <laughs> um what about this one you may know who said it but probably won't know the movie cuz I I didn't remember the movie. Okay. Uh go ahead make my day. Dirty Harry Dirty Harry, sudden impact. Oh, what like a sequel? It's not even in the original one. Well, it's it's the the I believe. So I actually didn't know what movie this was from. I don't remember, but I believe Dirty Harry is in this. It's the sequel to. It's like the sudden impact movie. So it's like the Dirty Harry character, right? Uh, but because I would have said Dirty Harry also, and then been done with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, here's looking at you, kid. Now that one's meh. Is that Casablanca? Yeah. 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 That one's boring. I have actually seen that, although I had wow. to watch it for a class. Ah, there you go. That makes sense. Uh, okay, okay. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Oh. Oh, don't do the thing. Don't do the thing. <laughs> I'm wearing headphones. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Damn it. <laughs> Yeah. Silence of the Lambs, and I like even if I was 
<laughs> even if I was interested in watching the movie, knowing that Anthony Hopkins makes that sound in the movie makes me not want to watch it. You know what is insane about that movie? Anthony I Hopkins. Mean, I think is, a lot. Yeah, well, fair, fair. But I'm I'm actually thinking a, a bigger picture than beyond the storyline. Sure. Anthony Hopkins is on camera for like 14 minutes in that movie. He he. The, and the, yet, the marketing is, and and memes that have come out of that movie would have you believe he's the main character. Hell, your memory will have you believe he's the main character. Anyone that has seen Silence of the Lambs will be like, nah, he's got to be in it for half the film. If if you watch it and then don't think about it for a long time and then look back on it, the, the he played, he is such a good actor. He he just he just captured that whole scene. Every scene that he was in was just you know mesmerizing because he was beyond creepy. And I, I think when I found out that he was only in it for like 13 or 15 or some some ridiculously low number for, you know, how long. Like the movie less is. than 20 percent of the film. <laughs> yeah, I was just I was blown away. I had no I couldn't. My memory didn't even want to believe it. That is actually pretty wild. You talk about like when people talk about stealing the show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He he did. He it was it, it would have been, you know, if I don't think he won any awards for maybe he did. I really don't know. Uh, but, you know, it would have been like best supporting actor and you've been like supporting actor. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> the, the dude was the show. <laughs> there were other actors in that movie. <laughs> Wasn't it just him talking? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Um, how, oh, how about how about a, a, a show me the money? Oh, um, oh, what is that? Uh, Jerry Maguire. Yes. Yeah. Th you're pretty good at this. Not going to lie. I, 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 gonna... I did actually see Jerry Maguire. Yeah. I liked sports, so I mean it's a fine movie. It's it's like a you know one of those whatever kind of it's a, it's a little slice of life sort of thing. Yeah, you know it, Jerry Maguire could have been an anime. <laughs> <laughs> Man, an anime about like sports agents negotiating contracts would actually be like that could be actually awesome. be fun. It would be really awesome. <laughs> I would I would love that. I was gonna say "May the Force be with you," but that's that that borderline. Move on. on, on Come on. How about <laughs> no? I'll save that one for later. Uh, it's literally May, like it's literally May sixth as we as we speak. Oh yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. All right, this one. Uh, I, I'll I'll try just the quote, but I don't know if you'll get it. It's I'll, I'll set this I'll set it up where they're they're sitting in a a, a diner. And they're having a conversation and the okay. one character starts to do something. And then the guy responds with, I'll have what she's having. Yeah. Uh, no, no, like, no, not the guy. You said, uh, other... you said they're sitting in a diner and I was like, when Harry met Sally. Okay. 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 Nice. Nice. See, you, you, you know, it's, it's funny. Maybe these I are always too talk old. about how, like, I haven't seen movies and yet now here, I feel like these are really surface level, like level one trivia things. Uh, that's true. They are. But I mean, that's what else you, you don't. You don't need to get into the it, all that's that's what most people need is just surface level, you know, uh, entry entry is into to movies and games. Very few people really get super deep. That's true, especially for someone who's like, I've never seen a movie before. I know you don't actually say that, but, <laughs> it's, but it's the thing is, like, I'm a lot of these I haven't seen. Right. You just know the. But the, like the, the, the like the you're quote. reading the most famous line from it. And I'm like, well, yeah, I know that because I've heard people say it. And I'm like, oh, it's from that thing. To be fair, the website I'm on is the hundred <laughs> most famous movie. Lines. OK, yeah. Um, no, that one's too easy. 
it, it is kind of funny to see like one line like yo adrian and then and then you can immediately picture yep what what it, what it is um yep it's it's weird it's kind of our minds are so strange in that way like what we're, what we can store onto is information right like we're just if we were just talking and i wasn't saying these quotes none of this information would come up but then i can give you one quote like maybe uh say hello to my little friend right and and you can sort of see the uh the imagery of of, of yep. an insane al pacino pulling a machine gun out of his pants not literally but that's what you know the, the right the, the that idea it's kind of cool how how our how the how, how our brains store and retrieve information like that man i remember like so that was one of those things where like that line specifically is so ingrained in our culture oh yeah <laughs> yeah and like one day I decided to just watch Scarface. You watched Scarface? Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh, that movie's right. boring. <laughs> I think I think for someone who doesn't enjoy watching movies, Scarface would be a boring movie. Like I like okay, admittedly, I watched it when I was like a teenager. Sure. So I think there's probably a lot of deep theming and there's, you know, there's probably some character drama going on there cuz I know it's about this, you know, it's about this guy sort of downward spiral into, into you know Madness his own and demise and his own demise and stuff. Yeah. Um. So I, I know I understand what the theming is, but like, boy, I was just not into it. And I think part of that is like I spent the entire movie waiting for him to say the line. Yeah. And yes, it literally yes. happens in the last five minutes of it's the movie. It's the last like minute of the movie. <laughs> And it's like, okay, by the time it happened, I was like, all right, I don't care anymore. Okay, what about, what about, uh, maybe I'll try some newer movies. Some movies that uh, were written, you know, after the 90s or at least mid 90s. Yeah, that's probably, because um, I was like, I was more connected with pop culture in like the 90s and early aughts than I am now. That makes sense. All right, what about, what about, uh, so you're telling me there's a chance. Oh, uh, Liar Liar. Yeah, Liar Liar. Ooh, no. Ooh, right character. Dumber, one Dumb and Dumber. Yes. The yes. other Jim Carrey acting like an idiot movie. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot. I know that's that is a shtick, except for when you actually hear his interviews. He's like this super calm. Oh, yeah. Real, he's super smart, zen, like real like, yeah, I'm, I'm just happy being me, man. But <laughs> then you look at his old characters and you're thinking, whoa, whoa what? What happened? Uh, how about how about uh, this one? I don't know. Get in, loser. We're going shopping. Oh, that one. I like that one. I have actually scene but i don't actually know what that's from it's mean girls one of the oh, okay. 2004 um nothing from pulp fiction is worth asking you because everything <laughs> everything the, from there that me that movie has been memed to hell and back yeah i mean one of, one of the best ones is the where they where whoever did i don't know who did it first but they they did like the they cut out the image of um john travolta like with his hands out like looking around like what where the yeah. hell is it? And they and they paste it over stuff all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I enjoy that one. Um, I mean, I, like, you can literally, like, you can literally get the entire quote out of somebody if you just post wide-eyed Samuel L. Jackson looking at something. <laughs> yeah, there can be there, no words on it. There, there'll be, yeah, that's true. There'll be people that just start saying it or or at least that, you know, you know, English mother effer. <laughs> yeah. Do you speak it? Uh, yeah. Something like that. What about uh, You're Killing Me, Smalls? Oh, is that the Sandlot? It is. Yeah, okay. I mean, that was also early 90s, but still, that's that's good. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm pretty impressed. 
Uh, what else can I find here? It's like oh. it's the it's like I'll be able to get the quotes because I know the movies exist, but it's like it's always like the it's the big summer blockbusters that I that I end up missing. The ones that you think everyone has seen. The Jurassic okay. Parks and the what Matrixes about, and <laughs> This is a this is a quote that I don't think this is this is on this list and I don't think it's fair, but I'm going to I'm going to give it to you. Uh, okay. Welcome to Earth. It is from Independence the... Day. <laughs> All right. That's I'm, imp- I'm I'm genuinely impressed. You just said you don't get the summer blockbusters, okay? I know. I actually my parents watched that movie like a million times. <laughs> okay. Do you know where do you know where by Felicia is from? Friday. Yep, yep. Uh Maybe this is not, I, I can't, I'm trying to look for some good. Again, ones. like I, like all of these things are things that I've heard outside of the context of watching the actual movie. Yeah. And so like, I'm like, okay, that's from that, but I still haven't seen the movie. True. true. I, I uh, just know fine. where it's from. Do you know, uh, you're going to know that one. Cause they, that's been memed to death too. Well, I'll, all right. You're not your effing khakis. Oh, I don't have any idea what that is. Oh, okay. That, that's fight club. Oh yeah, no, that were they... that one the only quote that I can think of from from Fight Club is don't talk about Fight Club. Yeah, and that would that would have been too easy since it's it's basically as dumb as asking the ET one. Yeah. <laughs> this one you're going to know, but I say it all the time. That'll do, pig. That'll do. Or maybe you won't know it. I don't know. Oh yeah, no, that's babe. Yeah, yeah. I I I Speaking I, of I... weird movies. <laughs> babe. <laughs> Yeah, I, what no, is that movie about? I don't know. I just remember that'll do pig. That'll do it because I love saying it. That's all anyone remembers. I, I remember I want to. OK, I think George Miller wrote the screenplay, which is hilarious because, you know, he wrote the the uh, he, he he did a, a Mad Max. Oh, I'm, I'm looking it up now. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. So he did Mad Max, Mad Max 2, all those movies. And then the, the newer Mad Max Fury Road, which was really fun. But he also he also has in there, babe. Babe, pig in the city, and happy feet. <laughs> One and two. Sure. I just love. I just love that those are like his claims of fame. Movies are are psycho murdering uh, apocalypse. Also, you know, a pig movie and some penguins. <laughs> Babe is a movie about a pig who herds sheep by talking to them. Yeah, yeah. A little a little pig. A little pig goes goes a long way, you know. He doesn't want to be he doesn't want to be picked for Christmas dinner. So I he... feel like a little pig goes a long way is the actual tagline of that movie. <laughs> Did you say that because it's the actual tagline? <laughs> yeah, no, I have a memory of, of it being I have a, me- a memory of it being the actual tagline, yeah. Okay. I was like, "Did you just did no, did no, you no. just like marketing me?" <laughs> no, no. I'm not that good. <laughs> You know, you know what's fun about George Miller is that the first Mad Max, if you go to watch it now, you're going to be like, this is not post-apocalyptic. This is just dudes riding around on the street. And it's true because he, I, I want to say he was, he, he was doing something in the medical world, I believe, and he wanted to make a movie. And he couldn't get enough money, so he, had, he scraped together like 200 grand with him and a friend and some folks and they put they just made mad max on like this shoestring budget where where they were literally paying people in cases of beer sometimes because they just didn't have any money to do anything and everyone's like yeah this is cool this is fun and and they even they even had some moments where one of the people that was helping them make the movie worked at like a lighting store so in the middle of the night they went and borrowed a bunch of lighting equipment (laughs) is that like air quotes borrowed uh yeah oh 
And then they brought it back before the store opened because they did it like two in the like from like, you know, three in the morning to six in the morning <laughs> when they filmed it. I mean, that is borrowing. <laughs> it's yeah, just, you know, it's oh, no, true, true, true. borrowing it is. without consent is just temporary theft. Yeah, right. So there's, there's a whole bunch of things where it was where the movie wasn't going to be successful and everything. It's It's just kind of fun. Yeah. I can't remember. I'm having a hard time remembering now if I somehow talked about this with you a few weeks ago because I talked about it with Kyle a few weeks ago and now my memory is playing tricks on me, so I apologize. About Mad Max? Yeah. No, I I don't remember hearing about this. Okay, good, good. Because I I, I also wanted to talk about how... uh, um, What's his name? Oh, my God. Uh, What the hell is the main character's name? I can't believe I'm I'm blanking on... In Mad Max? Yeah. Oh, Mel Gibson. Jesus. Okay, I was going to say, do you mean like the actor or like the actual character in the (laughs) movie? No, not Max. Um, the, The... The... uh, Mel Gibson was supposed to be the like just some random thug because he was when he came in for like the to to, to the script he had been in a bar fight the night before uh-huh. <laughs> and his face was all messed up and like oh yeah you're perfect you can be the bad guy in the movie you you kind of look messed up because he was just an actor in school and he when right, he came yeah. back to do the filming a couple weeks later he's like whoa you're kind of pretty I think you're gonna be the the lead instead. <laughs> And so the original lead ends up being like the uh, uh, Mad Max's, you know, pal in the movie. <laughs> wow, that sucks for that guy. He is like, sorry, dude. Mel Gibson just looks a little nicer than you. And I mean, he, for all of Mel Gibson's problems, he is he is a, he is a handsome looking uh, guy, and he, you know, that's that's just that's just the the Hollywood role. Yep, it's. <laughs> Can, one can of the imagine? one of the most attractive anti-Semites out there. <laughs> yeah, one of he is an attractive asshole. Yep, I think he he might go beyond asshole based on what I've read. On, it's pretty uh, bad. Know, it's pretty. It's, it's pretty bad. bad. Uh, but uh, but could yeah? Could you imagine being that other dude being like, yo, hey, uh, sorry, the the ugly guy is actually not ugly. So yeah, you, you have to ride. You got to ride in the bumper car. <laughs> yep. <laughs> literally literally for for mad max it's like yeah you've been you've been bumped to sidecar <laughs> hey you know you said you've you don't you don't know these movies but what about uh hold on to your butts um i don't actually know that one Jurassic i mean I, park you were right you don't know it yeah yeah i mean there are some quotes from jurassic park that i could get but the whole the whole Jeff Goldblum like you were so you were so obsessed with whether or not you could. You didn't I mean, have to think whether you should. To be fair, that's actually a pretty good line. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good and broadly applicable. It's pretty much applicable to like everything. <laughs> what about what about a uh, I drink your milkshake? I have absolutely nothing on this. That does not surprise me. So that's there will be blood. It's it's a really uh it's a really great scene in the movie, but I w- I would have been very 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 surprised if you knew that one. Yeah, no, that, nothing on that one. Let's see if I have any other interesting ones here. Some of these are silly because it's like one sentence, but then or like a word, but then it's carried by the fact that there's an image with it. It's like, well, that's true. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, hail to the king, baby! Isn't that Duke Nukem? <laughs> Well, yes, but it was also in a, a campy movie that was that's very fun. It's a it's you know who Bruce I, Campbell is? Oh, is that uh, Army of Darkness? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, I 
<clears throat> I you kind know. of half watched that once. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. It was it was one of those like it's on in the room and sure, I'm not really sure. like paying attention to it, but I'm glancing at the TV every once in a while. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that is that is a, a, a respectable way to watch Army of Darkness. It's totally OK. <laughs> Although I love those movies. I, I would not be upset to hear that that's how you watched Army of Darkness. I I remember being like entertained by it. Mm-hmm. The whole bit where he's trying to use the Necronomicon and you can't get the incantation right <laughs> is a good bit. Yeah, it's you know, it's 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 weird as movies go on, because now that movie's it's like 30 years old or something. I um, think it's maybe. No, that sounds right. Well, Army of Darkness, I want to say, was early 90s. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, yep, sadly, exactly. Sadly, does not have the quote. 1992. The, the year. Okay, yeah. Oh, uh, hey, yeah. Yeah, it's 22. How about that? So so the the jokes in it, to someone that hasn't seen it today, you'd have to be able to take it, like you'd have to be able to watch it 30 years ago. Do you know what I mean? Because there's probably newer movies that have come out that are going to kind of riff on the same stuff sure. that have done it better since. And, yeah. And it's, or that you'll appreciate because you watched them and didn't watch this one. It's, it's sometimes hard to watch a movie like that today if you don't have either the ability to kind of displace yourself or just enjoy it for what it is because it's going to be stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's not a, it's not like a, you know, an amazing movie here. Yeah. No, I like, I'm, I'm familiar with it though. This is my boomstick is on my soundboard. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Bruce Campbell. I, I like, I like Bruce Campbell because he, he is very self-aware of who he, who his, like what his role is in, in the whole, you know, acting uh, Pantheon. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It's, he, it's very fun. He is he is aware of his of what his public persona is. Yeah, right. You know what's really funny is he's got some. Uh, I I want to say he has like one of those. Uh, one of his early roles was in. God, what the heck is the movie called? Is it is it Dark Man? Um, there is a movie called that. There's like three of them, but I think he plays the guy at the end where you know he's he like has his mask off, like the bandages are off and he's just in the credits and, he, and he's just like the last scene where it's his face in the crowd is cause you know, you're not supposed to know who uh, the, the voice is like return of the, of the Jedi. Except yeah, yes. It, like <laughs> return of the Jedi, except that like when Vader takes his mask off, it's not James Earl Jones. <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's weird that Liam Neeson was dark man like the voice and I think the actor that played him most of the time. Yeah. It's, it's funny when you look at, it's just always it's it's weird just... to think of Liam Neeson doing anything 30 years ago. Cause <laughs> yeah. it feels like his, it feels like his, his career started like 15 years ago with taken. <laughs> you know, that's really true. Well, I, you know, he, to be fair, he was, he wasn't in, in star Wars. That's true too. I, I like for, I know he's been in stuff before that, but it's one of those things where his entire career just kind of like reorganized around that role. Yeah, after after taking it's like, oh, this is what you do. You 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 talk menacingly in a yeah. in a controlled way and then John Wick people before John Wick. Yeah, yeah. That absolutely that, is what that is. That's that is what that is what happened with that. You're you're absolutely right. Uh, do I have any other interesting ones? I like this movie a lot. I, w- I don't think I would have gotten this quote, though, so maybe you will. I don't know. Uh, to live would be an awfully big adventure. 
That sounds vaguely familiar, but I won't guess it. I never would have gotten this quote ever. Uh, it's it's from Hook. Robin oh Williams yeah, no, it. I wouldn't have gotten that. But I, I enjoy that movie. Uh, but I would not have not not in a million years would I have guessed that quote. That would have just been like throwing out random things. <laughs> yeah, no, I I wouldn't have. I would have guessed a hundred movies before that one. This is a, a meme one, maybe. Uh, are you not entertained? Oh, isn't that uh, Gladiator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another one of those. I was like, is it is it Gladiator or is it Three Hundred? <laughs> hey, hey, Gladiator is a way better movie than Three Hundred. I actually tried watching Three Hundred on a plane a couple of years ago and just turned it off and watched something else because that that one has not aged well. It is. That's it, really that's really damning. Yes. Because your entertainment options on a plane are limited. You know, so when you watched... commit to watching something, you're like, I would literally just pick something else. To put that into perspective, I watched the Predator movie, the new one. Like the one, I, mean, I don't even know how new it is now. But that movie is so unbelievably bad. And I sat through that thing on the plane. And, and I was like, I'm not watching 300. I, I want to watch. Let me just watch like a rerun of a show I've seen. <laughs> 300 just didn't age. Maybe, maybe it was that day. Maybe I was in a different place. I don't know. But it was, I remember thinking this movie was so freaking rad when it came out. And then everyone did watching it again. I was like, oh, this is, this is not that, this is, this is not interesting to me at all. Everyone thought that that movie was incredible. Speaking of like, speaking of things where I know like 18 different quotes from it, but never watched it. (laughs) Yeah. And Uh, by 18 and by 18 different quotes, I mean, pretty much just the one. I mean, there's only there's only the the, uh, you know, the you shall not pass line in 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 300. <laughs> I realize that's, that's not the quote. I was going to say that's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> See, you got me. <laughs> there, there is a there's one that I really I can't love. believe you're sitting here like you've spent the entire first half of this podcast just chipping away at my not watching movie cred. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You You, you can't. Now, to be fair, you can still say you don't watch them and you don't know the plots, but you know you know still frames with text over top of it. That's right. Excellent work. I know the memes. Yeah. Do you this one? I'm I don't sure. have to know the source material to know the memes. I I love I love this quote. Um and I really, really like this movie. I don't know, it's been memed a lot. I mean heck Kean Peel did a whole thing on it, but I don't know if they mentioned I don't think they had this quote in it, but it's it's a the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. That's a movie quote? Well, it's 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 a quote that other that has been used outside of the movie, but in the movie, if you've seen the movie, you probably would think about it that way. Does that make sense? Like you would associate it with the character even if it's uh a quote outside of the movie. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. I uh I didn't know that was from a movie. I figured that was from like I thought like that Bible. was just some like <laughs> some some like I don't know Bible meme. It, it it honestly, I don't know. I know. Is it, it from the, the Shawshank movie. Redemption? No, no. It's 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 the the Usual Suspects. Oh oh, okay. Uh that's it's a really cool movie. Now it's one of those movies that again, if you know anything about the plot, it kind of screws the whole movie up, but. If you don't, then it's fun. Yeah, I don't actually know anything about that. I don't think you would enjoy it because you don't like <laughs> you don't like the adventure of the movie in general, where I don't think that the movie would be fun for you to watch, even even if you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of one of those. It's in that space, I would say. I kind of understand what you're saying. 
Uh, well, I don't know how to say any more without. Yeah, no, I, I get your like. I can tell you're dancing around the. <laughs> yeah. You're dancing around the core idea because you don't want to give anything away. Even though it's a 30-year-old movie, it's one of those ones I don't want to say anything about. No, I get it. It's kind of you like You know what? Memento. Like, 30 years from now, when I talk about, like, 13 Sentinels. Right, yeah, you don't want to talk about it. You just I'm going to be like, yeah, hamburger. you know, it's it's about, uh, you know, there's a mystery, and there's it's uh, it's you got to just play it. And, and delicious-looking food. And yeah, the food looks great and there's mechs and it's, um, yeah, you just got to kind of see, you just got to find out. You either have to take my word or don't. <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's good. And I can't tell you why. <laughs> oh man. There's, there, there are more, but I think I, I am, I'm, 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 I'm convinced that you, you know, you know, the, 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 the top tier surface level quotes really really well yeah yeah we live in a society we live in a society for me <laughs> that is just costanza <laughs> from, from i Seinfeld. like you know i i see memes i can read stuff and i i do have the thing where it's like if a if a certain quote goes around i will have the curiosity to be like what's that from well and now now we live in a time where you can just google the line and see the clip from the movie and be like oh cool <laughs> yeah, and I do that a lot. I, I I do that frequently. You know, that's that's interesting. When I wonder, that would be a cool. Uh, I was gonna say paper, but has there ever been a cool paper? But it would be <laughs> sort of. It would be, it would be. I would get a kick out of reading what that experience is like for for people like you in terms of the like how you frame the movie or what you think about the movie versus someone that watched it. Do you, do you know what I mean? Where it's kind of comparing your experience with the movie and then someone who's watched its experience i would i would be curious to see how that lines up in terms of the feeling of it because you won't have yeah. a feeling of the, the the whole adventure but you kind of have there there is a really powerful quote with a scene that's interesting can give you a whole feeling like like sounds of the lambs yeah. you don't actually yeah, yeah, need yeah. to see sounds of the lambs you get you get it yeah uh so, so you, are you talking about like the the feeling of like going through and just kind of picking out the most popular clips from a movie versus watching the whole thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like what what did and and I would be curious to see how much you could infer from the story as a whole mm. from a selection of quotes or or scenes that interested you because they were memed versus someone who watched the whole thing. Obviously, it'd be an I, interesting I, like looking at it from a different perspective. Like I'm looking at it from a creative writing standpoint. Yeah, sure. Like, you could take that as a prompt where it's like, here's five clips yeah. from a movie, from different yes. parts of the movie. And now from that, from those clips of the movie that you've seen, infer the plot. Yeah, that would be awesome. It's it's like, have you ever read, have you ever seen those websites where people were teaching English in a, a different country and they used stills from like Friends or Seinfeld and just had like the the... You know, they had the character's name and then it was just blank and the, the students were supposed to write out <laughs> what the characters were talking about or doing in those scenes. And my God, some of those are so hilarious. <laughs> Damn, that's a good exercise. I should have used that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would have been really cool when you were in Korea. Yeah, that that would have worked. I could have done that. You in, in, in... That would have been way better than word searches. <laughs> and and it would have given you material for the rest of your life. <laughs> That's true. That is true. I I I enjoyed that. That that is that would be cool. I don't know. That I don't know what 
I don't know how that would ever come into existence. I mean, I sort of do, but I don't. I don't want to think about it further than just this thought we're having. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, it would be cool. I'm not going to assign it to someone, so that's the end of that thought. <laughs> I hope somebody does it so I can enjoy the fruits of their labor. <laughs> right. I'm not going to. I am not doing it. <laughs> hey, actually, I do have some. I have a couple game things to talk about quickly. Okay. One, I finally played. I bought the... Uh, so when, when Chrono Cross Remake came out and... It was the same day as the House of the Dead remake. Right. So I did manage to sort of play through Chrono Cross with the... Because you get... You know how when you played through Chrono Cross back in the day and you beat the game, you could do New Game Plus. And in New Game Plus, you had the option to speed up time, like get double time or triple time or whatever it is. Yes. And so the remaster lets you start with that ability and you can skip random battles if you want to. And as you know, in Chrono Cross random battles, actually... It's pretty much the the complaint everyone has with the modern Paper Mario games is that they're sort of pointless. And, yeah, right. You don't really. You, you end up hitting like level caps and. Well, you can't. You don't even get levels from the battles after like. You three get levels or... from bosses, right? Right from the boss, you get stars, and then from those stars, for the next couple of random battles you fight, you will get some stat boosts, and then right, after right. that, it's over. Which is weird. I never thought about it that way until this time playing through. It was like, oh yeah, you can just skip random battle. Wait. That's paper. That's what I hate about Paper Mario. I'm so yeah. conflicted now. It was it was this moment of no, stop it, stop it. I don't want to think about Chrono Cross and anything other than a perfective light. Yep. <laughs> but but I was like, um, don't think hmm. about it. Don't find the flaws. Hmm. I guess I can just skip all these battles and get through this game in 20 hours. So I ended yeah. up playing through the the remaster. I had fun. I liked it. Obviously, like that's that's just it's. It's a no-brainer for me. It was not hard. But what was much sadder was the the House of the Dead remaster. It uh -oh. sucks. Oh no. The the I I buy light gun games because I want to point at the screen and shoot a thing. Like the Wii did this pretty well. The light gun games on the Wii were fun. I I enjoyed them a lot. This game on the Switch is absolute. Uh, it's terrible. I was gonna say a swear, but I decided to stop myself. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, it is. Message it is received. really. It is not good. It's so unbelievably inaccurate. You can't like I'm. You're constantly having to reset where your mouth, like your cursors. I'm, and I mean constantly, like after every few shots, kind of a thing. There's tons. You can do like some adjustments and stuff, but it's just it's not fun. It was so unfun. I I just turned it off in the middle of like the third stage, which is saying something because the game takes like thirty five, like thirty minutes to get through. Right? Yeah. It's just a yeah. light gun game. It was. I'm so I'm so sad I bought it. Well, I'm not really sad I bought it. I'm just sad that it sucks. Yeah. And it you wouldn't be me... sad you bought it if it was good, but it's not, so you are. Yeah, and, well, and I should have just read reviews. It's one of those, in, like, all the reviews, it's really weird because some of them give it, like, a 7. They're like, yeah, the game's fun, it's got all the stuff, but the controls are bad, and I that's like a facepalm to me because the controls are bad. What? I don't want to play this with a joystick. It's a freaking light gun shooter. I don't want to move my joystick around and shoot the thing because then it's just kind of like using your mouse. Like, right. I, I don't want to do that. So I, I was... It's using your mouse, but worse. Yeah, because it's not even the fluidity of a mouse pointing and clicking. You have to do your little thummy joystick, and oh man, I was so, I'm so disappointed. I even messed with different settings. I I literally Googled how to fix Joy-Con aiming, you know, how. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And there were a bunch of videos that had suggestions. I tried them all out. Some of them helped a little bit, but for the most part, it was still trash. And after an hour of messing around with it, I I just I just turned it off. I was like, I'm, I can't do it. I'm so sad. Which what sucks. you are describing is very close to what I have felt with most motion control games that I've played. I know. Yeah, I, I get that. And I, I I'm I, like, you know, I, I enjoy 
so the other the on the other end of this though I, I i played wii sports so yesterday i was doing a bunch of grading and in between grading i would play a round of a as of a switch sport as something to do sure to in between you know stuff yeah and the the motion controls on that are awesome i believe it i mean i i believe that they would refine that and like in original wii sports and wii sports resort like were those they are were games that I enough. played frequently because the motion control feels good and it's not overcomplicated and it just works. Yeah. And let me tell you, it feels good when you're, I, I whooped on, I, I realized that the person on the other end of the, the game playing is probably not a, you know, a 12 or 13 year old girl or boy, depending on their avatar. But I laughed really hard as I, I like, <laughs> I was playing the, 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 uh, uh Chambara and I, one one round lost around and then i ended up winning i was like yeah what now what now and i, was, and I got laughing because you know the avatar that pops up is this little kid looking like yeah, a little yeah, girl yeah. and it's like oh man i'm yelling at this 13 year old girl being like what now gotcha and then yeah. the next the next time i played it was a different situation where i got i, I was up four points in badminton and then yeah. she came back and crushed me six points in a row and i was just okay all right i just got schooled yeah <laughs> And that's <laughs> devastating. Can you give up a big lead like that? Well, and it's even better when you think about it being, you know, some small child that just destroyed you. In yeah, bed. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously, I'm not a small child playing it, so there's a chance that the other person on the other end isn't either. But it's, I feel it's, like there's a decent chance of that. I feel like there's a decent chance of it as well. <laughs> but it, I, I've had so much fun playing it. I even, I, I played soccer, and now, mind you, I've never played Rocket League. So, and, and it's, mm. it's, you know, sort of Rocket League-esque. Uh, I had a really great moment where I tried to block the ball and kicked it squarely into our net. Nice. And, you know, you can't, there's no voice comms in the game. All you can do is spam click stickers. And everyone in the game started spam <laughs> including myself. Because it was, and I'm, I'm, I'm just like, I'm standing in my apartment, you know, all alone. I'm laughing out loud because it's just one of those moments of, holy crap, I can't believe I did that. It was a beautiful kick. Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> right into our own goal. You can't you can't play a soccer video game without accidentally own goaling at least once. <laughs> yeah, well, it was a, it was my first game in like the first like the second play of the very first game. <laughs> it was awesome. It was it was great. So but you had fun with it. Yeah, and 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 having the all eight people in the game start spam clicking the various stickers like, yep, that's that's akin to that's akin to uh, verbal abuse. <laughs> Yep, basically. <laughs> is the uh, is the online decent? No problems at all. I will say bowling is a big disappointment because so I played a couple of rounds and I was like, what the hell is going on? There's 18 people that play. I think it starts with and every single game I joined, 15 people are getting strikes on every single frame. Yeah, and I was like, what is happening? So I I, I looked up Wii Sports or Switch Sports bowling. Yeah. And there's a bunch of videos that are like how to get a strike every single time and it's pretty easy. And I was like, oh, well that kind of takes all the fun out of it. Maybe they'll patch it. Yeah, I'm hoping they patch it. If it's like an exploit. I, it's not really, you just right down the middle on an on a in between fast and slow speed and you'll get a strike or at least like nine pins almost every single yeah frame, which sucks. So bowling is it that's that's a that's a, honestly that's a really big disappointment to me because i i was looking forward to that because playing it casually with 18 people is kind of cool like yeah, that was yeah. the most fun i had during the demo and and no one knew about the the the, the exploits the exploit quote unquote um it is funny when i looked at the videos though because most of the comments were 
my eight-year-old sister or my 12-year-old nephew who's never played video games before, this person doesn't like games at all. They're, they're getting perfect bowls every time and I don't understand what they're doing. And then it's, oh, it's because they're bowling right down the middle because that's what a new... If, you're, if, you're, if you've never bowled before or you haven't played a bowling game, you would think, oh yeah, just bowl down the middle. That's how you'll knock all the pins, right? So, and then that's what Nintendo did. So I don't know if that was on purpose or, or what, like, to, I don't know. So I think that sort of sucks, but everything else has been great. I've had no connection issues, no disconnects, no, no problems. I mean, I haven't played that much, but, uh, I like it. And volleyball is so good. Really? Volleyball that's really is, exciting. Volleyball is so awesome. It's, it's really intense, but it's like, I, I don't know. I love it. It's, it's, it makes you nervous to play it because... It you, like you know you're playing with another person against two other people, so it's two on two. Sure. And it, the way they set it up is it's just really fun and it's very simple, but still sort of like oh god, I got to react quickly sometimes. Yeah. And it's it's uh it's a really great feeling. I I love volleyball a lot. It's funny that I like these games because I hate real sports. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like it's always <laughs> and- interesting to see people who aren't like traditionally sports fans get into like sports games because it's like at their core there's a whole industry that's built around sports and i think that people dislike the entertainment industry aspect of sports more than just this is a game you can play right yes yeah because let me rephrase i don't mean that i hate sports like i don't i don't have anything against sports or sports fans or any of that stuff right what i mean is i personally dislike playing all sports right I, I don't mean that I actually, well, I just want to be clear that it's not, I'm not trying to say I hate the sport. I, I'm just not a, I'm not a very sporty person. I've, yeah, I don't, you're not I, into I, it. It's fine. I don't like the pressure. It makes me nervous. It's too much, too much movement. <laughs> I, 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 you know, but sports video games. Yeah, I, I'm, I like that. I like that. It's, I'm picturing the, the, the Drake meme now, speaking of how memes get embedded in our, in our mindset where, you know, on the, he's looking away, but oh yeah, I know this. Yes. This. Yeah. Um, (laughs) but yeah, the the, volleyball is good. Badminton is a lot of fun. Tennis is good. I hope they add badminton significantly different from tennis only because it's just so tennis. It's set up as doubles. So there's you in a mirror view. Oh, um, yeah. So badminton is just one V one and it is different because, of the floatiness of the shuttlecock. And right, right, right. It's, it's really easy to get a super long volley going, and I don't exactly understand why sometimes you kind of hit it wonkily. I don't know. But no, ostensibly they're the same thing. The, the, okay. The, it just depends on which one you want in terms of the physics, right? Like how, how it feels to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I the, like The one thing that I was like, the one thing that gave me pause and I hesitated on Switch Sports is like, there are six games, which is not very many. It's like mm-hmm. original Wii Sports from like 2006 had five. Do I think it's a good value for the money? It is entirely up to you. You know but, you know what you're getting in the package. Right. And if that doesn't seem like you want it, then you don't want it. There's no there's nothing hidden. There's not like Yeah. It's it's if the if, thing that the thing that gets me is like there are six sports and three of them are hit thing over net. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't say volleyball's anywhere near the same as the other two. Okay, that's good to hear. Because if you say that, then all sports are the same. If it's like, oh, you gotta, you gotta get the point to win. Well, yeah, but not, I'm not, I'm not boiling it down that much. Like, bowling is not hitting a thing over t- a net to another team. Sure, 
And like, I, I, you know, I know what another I get what sport has literally hit people with sticks. <laughs> that God, that game, that, that sport is really, really fun. It's so, that has to be the most intense 1v1 sport. Like, says, because like badminton, you get into it, but, but there's something about Chambara where you're just, man, it, it you, you get the nerves get going for sure. And then you start, you I get, believe it. And, and if, if you play someone that's really confident, it makes, oh God, it's, it's spooky. It's spooky. But yeah. What, Cause they're like, you know. You're sitting, you're standing there, you're like looking for the, you're looking for the, um... The opening? Yeah. It's very nerve-wracking, but does it feel the slow-mo when you whack them off the ledge? You're just like, oh, that feels good! Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> it is a rush of adrenaline and all of, cool. those, all of those endorphins. But of course, the opposite is also true, where you, where you get shoved off and you're, then you feel kind of bad. Yeah, you, you feel like you feel everything. You feel something like drain out of your body. You're like, oh, like oh. your soul just leaves. <laughs> yeah. But then you have those matches that you go for where you're evenly matched and you keep blocking and then attacking and then they block and attack and you, and you end up at a stalemate and you get a draw. And if you get if so, how it works is if you end up tied at the end of three rounds, it goes to the final round. And what happens then is that you the the the, the arena gets shrunk down to a really tiny one. Oh, yeah. If you get, if you get hit twice, you fall off. And that, that is just so, so intense. It's so just, I don't know. I, I, I like it a lot. It's, yeah, it's I really feel like fun. they had that in, uh, in the, uh, re, uh, Wii Sports Resort version of it. Oh, well. okay. I didn't, I didn't play that one very, so this, so another thing to take note here is I played Wii Sports and I, I, I played a little bit of Wii Sports Resort, but I haven't touched these kinds of games in years. Sure. So yeah. it's, it feels fresh and new to me, even though it's neither of those things. Right, yeah. Like, that's the one thing that got me is like, okay, so like, badminton is technically new, but, but it's, it's not, not that new. significantly different from like, no, tennis, or like Wii Sports Resort had table tennis, which seems like it may have a lot of the same, uh, seems like it may yeah. have a lot of the same features. Well, it, yeah, because in, in real life, obviously, these things are way different, but in, yeah. in gameplay, game mechanic wise... It yeah. seems like badminton is just repackaged table tennis. Mm -hmm. So like bowling has been in all of them. Tennis has been tennis is a is a mainstay. I think it I think it skipped Wii Sports Resort, but then but, but they had then, the table like, tennis. It was instead. in original Wii Sports, and then and then Wii Sports Resort had table tennis, which is kind of the same. And like badminton and tennis are sort of the same. Um, and. So like ultimately I'm like and golf is coming back but golf has been in all of them. I'm 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 very excited for golf because I wanted to play Mario Golf last year but when it came time to play I was like mm, I don't feel like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So now that it's going to be in this I'm I'm happy I didn't buy it in Mario Golf cuz this seems this will be more fun I feel like. Probably. A different I, I realize it's a different experience cuz one was motion controls one wasn't so it's not right. the same thing but if I if I want like a silly digital arcade golf to play I'm I'm I feel like this one's going to be better. But like, that's the, I don't know, for, for lack of a better, for lack of a better way to phrase it, it's like, all right, so I'm basically looking to get this new, this new Nintendo sports game that's going to have like two new games, basically, effectively, like soccer and volleyball. Yeah. Yeah. So it, to me, it, it it's like I said, the value is entirely the up to the individual, because yeah. if, if you want to play those games. Do you have your Wii hooked up? Do you have the Wii U hooked up? Do you, they don't have online play, so do you want to play them first other people? Then yeah, no, that's all, all of... true. That's all true. And like I, I underestimate the value 
of online play with other people because it's not really something that hits for me. So I didn't think I would like it. I thought I was going to be kind of nervous. Like, I was like, I don't know. I don't really want to, maybe not, not nervous. That's a, that's way too strong of a word, but my, it was not, it's not my norm to want to compete head to head versus people. Right. Uh, in that, kind especially of a in a game that you're not super familiar with. Right. So I'm surprised at how much fun I'm having where I, I honestly, the way that Nintendo has it set up where you can actually just turn off the sticker emotes too. If you don't want to see the sticker emotes, so then you're basically playing a computer, but you know, it's not. So it feels more rewarding when you win, but if you lose, you're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, so you, 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 Nintendo, I actually really like how they're handling their kid glove version of online play in this compared to playing this on. Like if this was a steam version of the game and you get steam messages with a whole bunch of weird, nasty stuff in it, when you win or lose, right? Like that, or, or if they could yell at you over voice chat or whatever it is. Right, right. This is, I, I, I like it. I don't know. I'm, I'm in, I'm into the, the kid glove version of online play. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely like online play becomes more tolerable when people can't talk to you. <laughs> and, and honestly, the stickers are pretty cool. I, I don't, I don't mind getting stickered yeah. most of the time, unless it's sometimes it feels a little too aggressive. I'm like, all right, all right. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you know, you won. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. So before we move on, uh, we have a uh, we have a mail. Oh, a mail, yes. Um, and uh, it's it's from Swoggles, and they want a two thousand word essay by May tenth with sources cited. Okay. Um, and they're not that. going to get it by May tenth. Or ever. and I can't guarantee that there will be. Uh, I can't guarantee that there will be two thousand words because I don't count them as I say them, and we're definitely not going for sources. <laughs> um source i'm old and play video games yes um but we are recording it before 510 so hey maybe we'll get a source in there we can google yeah that's something you can you can text to speech our thing it's probably way more than 2000 words not probably so this is not so much a question as it is a general thought okay um it's basically like Swoggles has shared with us his opinions on the state of the game industry, such as it is, mm -hmm. and is asking us to discuss, agree, or disagree. Okay. Um, let's hit Paperboy music. And hit it. The, the statement is, uh, is as follows. I believe there was a brief, quote, dark period, unquote, of gaming in the 2005 to 2010-ish time frame. When like big visually when, dark, <laughs> yeah, partially, yeah. <laughs> this was when big budget games kept being extremely similar to each other, and the indie game market hadn't yet taken off. It was a weird time when we get two to three really great games a year, and then a lot of filler that didn't have a lot of soul. Braid seemed to really kick off the indie game trend because it showed you could do it and be successful. And then online proliferation increased, and it became easier for indie devs to create games without needing big publishers. I think we're on a I think we're on a golden age of gaming right now overall, but most of that gold is from indie games and the rare AAA that actually puts in the effort before release like Elden Ring. Discuss. Agree, disagree, why? I don't remember what games came out specifically from 2005 to 2010. And I think that's kind of part part of the point, right? Yeah, but I'm I, I would have a hard time remembering games that came out even in the last 10 years, right? Yeah, like, no, like 
Like, if you li if I listed games that came out in 2005, you'd be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's, I, I need to but see, like, I, need, you don't, I need to you see a list of... You can't think of, like, when they specifically came out. So we, we would have to look up games that came out from that era. That was also my, uh, from 2005 to 2010, I spent 356 or more days in literal real-world days inside World of Warcraft. Yeah, um, that's fair. So my view of this is extremely skewed. I remember playing, like, there's some good Wii, Wii games. Like, Mario Galaxy was fun uh, at the time. Yeah. God of, I, God of War 2. I'm trying to think what, like, I don't, I really, Fallout 3. Uh, the, uh... What are the big games that, I guess it was just like, was there any, I guess you could look at it as what were the Metal Gear Solid 4 fantastic game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's true. I didn't I didn't buy a PS3 until that game came out. So that's, you know, th two or three years of a whole console's life that I didn't care about until until that came until until that was released. I think I sort of understand um I sort of understand what he's getting at because you like it's this is around the time period where a lot of video games started sort of trying to be all things to all people. Mm. You know, you got you started getting a lot of the open world objective based gameplay. Sure. You yeah. know, everything was kind of doing the Assassin's Creed thing where it's like, here's a big open space and we're going to put icons on it with little mini missions for you to do. And that's <laughs> the video game. Sure. Sure. So like there's a there's a lot of those and a lot of games were trying to go for either that or the gray brown shooter. Yeah, I mean, Grey Brown shooters have been around since I would say early PS2, but Modern Warfare really kicked it off. Yeah, uh, that kicked it into to this ultra popularity. But I mean, the I, thing the thing is also like, I think what's missing from this from this take is like that Asylum I think came out in that time frame. I, I realize he said that you get a few good games and then not a lot of and a, a lot of weird stuff in between. So like, if you're looking at the Certainly the, certainly the, the market was different. Like the indie, the indie market hadn't taken off, mm -hmm. but what you had a lot of in that era instead of, um, instead like the triple uh, A has always been kind of boring or at least for yeah. the last couple of decades. It's always like, those are mass cool. market games. They are, yeah, they're extremely expensive. Yeah. They're very expensive. They have to pretty much play safe. They're polished, but they're samey because they're not going to take a whole lot of risks or chance to do anything super, super new because there's... It's, a, it's dangerous. It's, yeah. That's a huge risk. And, and I, I com it's not fair to compare old AAA games, like, because Chrono Trigger would have been a AAA game. Oh, yeah, but, for sure. But that's not really a fair comparison to right. AAA games of today by, sheer, by, by the sheer amount of money that entails today compared to then. And right, the number the, of people the, that are involved. The industry is completely different now than it was in the '90s or even the early aughts. Yeah, it's it's not it's not even. But like, what cause, is? Cause, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I think what's I think what's missing from this is like if you look at the sort of upper echelon of big budget games, like yeah, you're going to see a lot of samey stuff. Mm -hmm. But there is something that existed in this time frame that you actually have a lot less of now 
where now we have a lot of we have a lot of really really great games coming out in the indie space because they can crowdfund or they can do early access and come out on Steam and like self-publish and we've got indie publishers like Devolver that are that are supporting really neat sort of niche concepts um so you have like that whole side of the industry now but what we don't have a lot of is like mid-market games sure yeah like there's not not a lot of glovers (laughs) yeah you don't see a lot of like smaller publishers or um or big publishers working on like smaller names yeah where's my zach and wiki right 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 you don't see you don't like we've we miss out on a lot of those so like I'm looking at games that came out in 2005 and it's like okay Resident Evil 4 yeah I mean, is on. one of the best games ever made. I've talked about how much I loved that even with with motion controls even. Mm-hmm. And you've got Devil May Cry 3 which is oh, one cool. of the one of the better action games ever made. So like but those I would say are like, you know, those are both Capcom games. That's that's high tier. Mm-hmm. But well, then like in- for, Further down the list, you've got like Castlevania: Dawn of Sorrow. You've got. Yeah, I was going to say that the hand, the the the. If you omit the, if if you include the handheld games, I remember there being a bunch of really cool DS games because that was the time of the DS. Mm-hmm. You've got, uh, you've got Psychonauts, which is a cult favorite. You've got mm-hmm. uh, Advance Wars: Dual Strike. You've got Mercenaries: Playground of Destruction. I don't know what that is. That is basically like that was a sort of GTA like that was one of those early like, hey, here's a here's an open world game. I think like Just Cause. OK, where it's just kind of go around and, and blow stuff up. And the, the setting was like you're That's in North cool. Korea, I think. And you have to and you're you know doing missions for different factions. It's kind <laughs> of GTA like, but with more military like blow stuff up kind of focus. Sure, sure. And it's like it's not an amazing game, but it's a sneaky good game. Like it's a fun time. That's cool. Um, the Warriors, oh, Jade yeah. Empire, We Love Katamari, Guitar Hero, Shadow of the Colossus. Like, yeah, I think I think it's. I think it's burnout too, revenge. I think it's way too much of a, a broad brush to say that that time frame was 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 like dark for gaming, mostly because I I don't I, maybe I'm weird and maybe I have a really wide range of things that I like to do and play, but I feel like I've never ever been in a position where wow, this this sucks. There's nothing to play. Yeah, I have never found myself in a position where I'm not excited about some game. Right. And and maybe maybe there was the summer drought, so to speak, where it's like, oh, I want to play a new thing, but there's nothing new. I guess I'll have to play a game that I own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But it, but even then, it was not. It wasn't like it was. I, I I never felt. I guess I've never been in the position where I don't think that there's always something awesome happening in the game space. Yeah. I've always felt that way, and and again, that's probably due to the fact that I like most everything. <laughs> I mean, so you literally talked earlier in this podcast about how you started being critical about a thing you like and then had to, like, stop that train of thought. Yeah, yeah. Because you were like, no, I don't want to be critical about it. I want to just enjoy it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's it's it is. That one was a really awkward moment for me just because I love Chrono Cross and 
a lot and Chrono Trigger, but I really, really dislike the new Paper Marios because I was like, man, these yeah. battles are just pointless. Who cares about doing these battles? It's not right, fun. Right. And I, I just had that moment of, oh, God. <laughs> oh, no, this is the same. <laughs> oh, no, this is the same, just with way better music. <laughs> so I think that... And story. Yeah. So I think that, like my general sense on it that all those games that i listed are all 2005 specifically if we go to 2006 we've got uh we've got twilight princess was in there i mean which wasn't a great yep, game twilight princess 2006 we've got god hand oh yeah god hand that game was awesome that game's great but it's like god are... hand is basically an indie game <laughs> essentially <laughs> essentially but like this is what I'm saying cool. is like what we had in that time frame, rather than like a really burgeoning indie scene was big companies s- making weird shit. Sometimes big companies making riskier, smaller stuff that fell through the cracks. Okami yeah, came Okami. out in 2006. Yep. yep. I, Dragon Quest, the Dragon Quest re-releases for the Nintendo DS came out then, which I was very excited about because some of them had never been in America before. Mm hmm. Uh, like four or five. Well, I think four was, but six wasn't. I don't think five ever was before. So those those were out. The 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 DS was rad. Yeah, the I whole, think that like Monster Hunter Three was sweet. I think that if anything, one thing you could say that was really sad about that time period is how many really really great games were not commercially successful. True, or or games that were kind of ragged on because they were way different. I think Final Fantasy XII is one of my favorite examples of of a game that was before its time in a lot of ways. Yeah. And it's yeah. a game that people thought was bad then for like mm-hmm. the, the general populace. I think critics liked it. Uh, and I loved it. But it was it was too much. It was too much like an MMO when MMOs were not even thought of as like th- those are still kind of weird. Like World yeah. of Warcraft was big, but not 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 like it is today where most people are okay with some like if their friends playing an mmo they're not getting laughed at <laughs> right right we're in 2007 you were probably like oh what a weirdo it's like oh wow you're one of those people that doesn't have a life <laughs> yeah, right. you, you, you play an mmo <laughs> yeah so i i think that like that's my that's my main take on the on that idea is like it wasn't necessarily a dark time in that there wasn't really good stuff with a lot of heart coming out. It's that those games weren't the ones that were being successful. Yeah, because the, so the big games that come out of that time frame were things like Modern Warfare, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Um, Oblivion uh, came out in 2006. Right. Like, so some of these games sort of started like the, the, the yearly release cycle for stuff was like, oh, we have to do this every year because games are starting to become really big and we need to make a lot of money from them. Yep. Yep. Dead Rising came out in 2006. Oh, yeah. Dead Rising. I, Dead know, Rising is actually games. good, but it, it like with every subsequent entry, it damaged its brand a little more. All I remember from Dead Rising and it soured the whole the, like I never cared about them was the advertising for the second or third one where it's like your mom's going to hate this game. <laughs> oh god, I don't even remember that. It was Jeez. like they had they had people sitting in a, a room and they had them watch the thing and it was just them being like this is disgusting, this is gross. Why would anybody ever play this? And then the then the advertising end with your grandma hates this. It's like, "Oh, okay, is this Hello Train? Is this supposed to uh it, this is not for me is what this it's, is. The same, the that's same very said. like 90s teenager advertising. Yeah, it, well, th- that was just the theming for them, right? Because they, they did they did Dante's Inferno, I believe, too, right? I think it was the same studio. 
That sounds right. That I don't wrong? know if that's the case, but that I I would believe that. I just remember my the worst <laughs> the worst marketing maybe not ever but close to was <laughs> when they were it was like a promo thing for Dante's Inferno and this guy was talking about you know you're going through hell and one of the layers of hell is like some nasty kind of like there's like gross human innards and stuff and yeah and there's one part where he was talking about how I was like yeah we got you, you we got 500 gigabytes of imagery of like goo like basically like you know feces or human insides and we're modeling it after like you think that's mud you're walking on and then it, like cut to another to the, the dante walking through some chunky looking stuff and i was like what what did i just hear what did what, what on <sighs> earth am i hearing right now <laughs> like 500 gigabytes of yucky imagery you think that's mud you're walking on the... holy shit it just blew my mind that, that i mean i will admit i bought the video game because i had to experience how dumb dante's inferno was so it worked but only because i wanted the achievements because they're going to be easy and because i want ah, there a, it is kyle and i wanted a game to laugh at uh for for six hours while we played through it <laughs> yeah i mean that came out at a time when like people were really really trying to like package and sell edge yeah yeah that's that's well that's what the your grandma's gonna hate this or something yeah let, yeah, let me... yeah but i remember from yeah. the, the thing that i remember specifically from dante's inferno is hey so first off you remember e3 no what's that uh, don't worry about it okay um do you remember do you remember the concept of booth babes? Of course, yes. So when Dante's Inferno was coming out and they were at E3, um they they had booth babes for the game and they put out a press release. It was like this whole thing that you're supposed to do if you're at E3 go, you know, go check out our booth babes at the Dante's Inferno booth and take pictures of your acts of lust with yeah, them. And it's like, are you telling people to go molest the women you hired for like a hundred bucks to stand there in a skimpy outfit and sell your game? Is that what you're asking people to do? And they had to clarify as like, we just meant take pictures. But like, that's not what you said. You said do acts of lust because you were trying to be edgy. And it makes it sound like you're telling people to go molest these women that you hired. To be fair, that that is the problem with booth babes in general. It is. And that's why E3 can go and has gone. <laughs> well <laughs> that's that's not exclusively why but i'm not no it's it's <laughs> it is a reason among many let's let's okay okay to be fair to to e3 booth babes even though e3 is gone and booth babes in that sense are gone you can also just tune into a, your local twitch stream and see virtually the same thing i mean yeah but you know at least they're in at least they're getting that. at least they're getting paid yeah yeah <laughs> I've heard the stories of like, they just go out to a college and hire some girls for like 50 bucks. And it's like, you just have to stand around for like a few hours this afternoon and well, wear this outfit. at you. Yikes. And it's like, they, they don't get paid well. And they just like, well, no one's there they to have to put up with all from, kinds right. of shit. Oh, I can only, I can only, I can only imagine 
yeah. the sights and uh, smells that some of those poor <laughs> women have had to deal with. Yeah. So, like, you know, if you want to go on Twitch and, and do that because you're making money off of it or you want to make money off of it, then fine. Oh, I don't. I, but, like, I, yeah, the, the I don't whole booth thing is so, that. like, it's so gross and exploitative on so many levels. And yeah. it just. <sighs> good riddance. <laughs> I, I, I sent you. You don't you. You definitely don't need to watch it. I just sent you the, the YouTube video of your mom hates Dead Space 2. Oh, Dead Space. Yeah. Excellent. Wait, that's not Dead Rising. Were you saying Dead Rising? Yeah, Dead Rising. Oh God, I had. Oh, wait, I thought you said Dead Space. No, Dead Dead Rising. Oh, that no, Dead like, Rising is. Oh no no no. Whoo whoo. I'm you glad know, we cleared that up. Zombie zombie shopping yes. mall. No no, Dead Rising is way cool. I was thinking I was thinking you were talking about Dead Space because we were talking. Dead Space about... is good too. It just the thing that I said about like it was really good and then made itself worse with every subsequent entry actually applies to both games. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I never, I, I played a little bit of the first dead rising cause my roommate, well, we had adjoining bathroom. So it was like kind of a roommate. Um, yeah, I gotcha. He had, he had an Xbox when it first came out and had a uh, dead rising and I played it on that, but never, never anywhere else. It was fun. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I didn't play any of the other ones cause it came out on Wii later. Right. Yeah. Like a re-release of it. Dead Rising, chop till you drop. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Wii. <laughs> All those funny, like, Wii taglines for the, for the like, ports and, like, there's a bunch of those, actually. The Wii and the, the DS had some good ones. Yeah. Because they wanted to do the DS for everything, so it was like Resident Evil Deadly Silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. Uh, I mean, even Dawn of Sorrow, although it fits, is still funny. Well, then, and then they just moved away from that entirely because then it's like Portrait of Ruin and Order of Ecclesia. It's oh, like, yeah, because Nintendo... Nintendo OE. <laughs> well, you can't keep doing DS because then it's just confusing. So they're like, oh, right, we should we should uh, not do that. I mean, you say that, but they literally named two Castlevania games Harmony of Something. Oh, True. They're very different games, so, like, if you know anything about them, you wouldn't get them confused. But sometimes I forget which is which. I get confused on a lot of the names, to be honest, unless I'm thinking about it with a clear head. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Which I'm not right now. You know what I'm thinking about right now is Alien Soldier. Alien Soldier is, is something to be thinking about. It's rad. Even though it doesn't require a whole lot of active thought while you're actually playing it. I, does it, though? I mean, no. It's all instinct. Oh, that's, you don't that's, ha it's not active okay, thought okay it is okay you're right animal reaction <laughs> no that's yep yep that's what it is that is that is that is that is true sponsor time all right so the the player character is epsilon eagle i don't have a clue i don't i just want to read because the the story and setting of this game is not important but that makes it even more important sort of <laughs> I mean, it's... I, I know that the game was supposed to have, like, a really long story and, like, a hundred bosses, but they ran out of time. Yeah, and I imagine, like, cartridge space and everything, like... I think it was it was literally it's already... Time. Alien Soldier is already an incredibly uh, ambitious game for where it is. Yeah, yeah, so 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 it's, it's sort of interesting. Treasure made Gunstar Heroes, and then they splintered into four teams that were going to yes. work on separate games, and... We've uh, now played three of them. Yeah, we only have uh, Dynamite Heady left. Woo. Um, Wait, no. 
Dynamite Heady and uh, we uh, have to play a Yu Yu Hakusho there's game. There's a Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That that I would play that. I would I'd totally be, play that. I'd be more excited to play that than Dynamite Heady. Uh, I based on the Dynamite Heady that I have played to this point, I actually agree. Fair, you know, that's a good point. I've only played I don't know a stage or two of it and was not was thoroughly unimpressed. But so so that what's what's kind of wild about Alien Soldier is that the the gentleman that was in charge that was in charge of the game wanted to do it all by himself. He wanted mm-hmm. to do the programming, he wanted to do the design. He's like this is I want to challenge myself and create this thing. It was getting sure. really close to when they needed to drop the game because A the Mega Drive was waning in popularity. Yep. And B it had been a couple of years. So then he pulled in some extra people to help wrap it up. But I, I want to say there was there was supposed to be something like 100 bosses yes. and a ton of story. Instead we got 25 24 5 25 there are bosses? 25 stages. Um, oh, right, because the, there's the one but, super boss. But Seven Force is five bosses, so... <laughs> technically. Technically, there's like 29 or 30 bosses. Yeah. Plus, there's like a couple stages that have like sub-bosses, too. True. There's practically so, no enemies in the game that aren't bosses, which is pretty rad, actually. Yeah, this game is nuts. This game is so... It's so treasure but it's also it's, one of a kind. I can't think of any other game, especially from this era, especially from the 16-bit era specifically. I cannot think of another game that is just like I mean this is like shadow to of back the to back to back to back to back high octane boss fights. Like like Alien Soldiers is is if you removed the if you remove the exploration part of Shadow of the Colossus, <laughs> that's kind of where Alien Soldiers sits. It's just nonstop boss fights. Honestly, that would be really, like, I never really got much out of the exploration aspect of Shadow of the Colossus, because it's kind of just a big open space. I, I, I've never played it. Oh, really? I've only watched people play it. It is a good game. Yeah, that's, that's what um, it seemed like. It is, I think, a bit overblown because of the music and the cinematic um, nature of it. Because um, the, the gameplay itself is fine Mm -hmm. um but if you've played anything if you've played any game involving like a climbing mechanic then you basically got it that's yeah that's why i didn't i never i didn't bother to play it watching somebody play it was good enough for me yeah yeah I, i would say like the most interesting thing about it is each boss is kind of a puzzle Mm -hmm. in terms of how you need to actually like climb up them and and attack them which that's interesting, but um, it's not like super responsive and fun to do. It's just really, really, really good looking and sounding. And the yeah. gameplay is interesting when you're figuring it out. That's fair. But I like I like it and I don't want to like I don't want to go out and be on record as saying like Shadow of the Colossus is a bad game. It's definitely not. It's an excellent game, but it's. Wow, what I, a I, hot it's not like Dean a hate Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> noted, noted Shadow of the Colossus detractor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, I don't think it is like, I, I don't think it's in the pantheon of like, everyone must play this video game. But then again, like, I don't put anything in that. There I, are I very different few... games for different people. I don't, you know what? I, I will I will go on record saying I don't think there's a single game that every single person should play. I agree with that. I don't I don't care. Like it's 
if you want to experience a, a decent side-scrolling platformer, I'll give you a whole list of games that I think would be worth playing. And you don't have to play the original Mario to say you've played a side-scrolling platformer. I'm, I'm, I don't. Yeah, it's cool. And if mm -hmm. you like history, it's fun to experience where the first one was and be like, whoa, holy crap! This idea had been around for so long. That's neat. Yeah, but at the same time, eh, whatever, man. <laughs> now that being said, everyone should play Alien Soldier. <laughs> yes, that's actually where. <laughs> damn it, that's literally what I was going to say next. <laughs> so the reason I started with the with the plot is not because the plot is important. Um, it's it's goofy, but. <laughs> This line on the Wikipedia page of Alien Soldier is one of my favorite lines on any Wikipedia page that I've ever read. <laughs> What's that? The first two sentences under plot for Alien. There's two paragraphs for, for the Alien Soldier plot. The first two oh, I sentences. Know, I know what it is. I remember. I think I sent it to you. Yeah. Yeah, you did. You did. It says the premise of Alien Soldier is provided with a long text scroll at the start of the game. After the game begins, it is not referred to again. <laughs> I mean, so much so. So this is so true that there's a scene of about 15 bosses in where you blow up or not you. The earth or something is blown up. Then some like weird effects happen, and then you're just like in a different stage. And it, without somebody providing context, you're like, I don't know what's going on. Because then at I the end of the <laughs> already forgot that happened. <laughs> well, then at the end of the game, they show the Earth there again. So you're like, I maybe you restored it. Shrug. I don't have a freaking clue what's happening. <laughs> okay, so boy, um, yeah, I think so. This game is. Everyone should play this game. Don't expect to beat this game if you're just like a normal person. Dean, yeah. I, you are you are really I, good at, at least video without games. like a lot of a lot of effort. Right. Cuz cuz so you're not a good you're you are not a good measuring stick for who will uh be able to play through this game, I don't think comfortably. Cuz you were able to beat the game fairly, you know, in in a, in like what three and a half hours or something. Yeah, something like that. Which is I think that's pretty fast for the average game player. Uh it's 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 difficult that, that, thanks it takes time it takes a minute to you know get into it and and you have to want to learn to play the game this is a game that you cannot play using rewind time i will speak from experience if you don't learn the mechanics you're going to have a horrible experience yep. it's going to yeah, actually you have to you have to use everything that the game gives you right if if you, i tried going into this game just rewinding time like i'm just going to mess around and kill some bosses and stuff it was it was i was like oh this game sucks I hate this game. I, I this... hated the game because I did not learn. I did not want to learn the buttons. I just wanted to force my way through, which is sort of perfect that we were talking about this a few weeks ago with Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How if you sometimes you don't get the full experience if you don't learn the mechanics because you just sort of brute force through them. You cannot brute force Alien Soldier no. in a way that's fun. Yeah, no. And I think that's I think that's important to point out. Like this is probably one, especially because. Shoutouts to Alien Soldier having two difficulty levels, super easy and super hard. Yes. And what, didn't you didn't you say someone said they should have named them hard and super hard? Yes. <laughs> or like extremely hard or something like that. Yeah, hard like hard and super hard is what the actual difficulty levels are. <laughs> it is easy in the sense that a platinum game is easy, in that the easy difficulty is the normal difficulty level. 
What I will give, I'm giving Treasure some mad props though, because they knew their game was hard. So they were like, yeah, here's unlimited continues. You just yep. don't get, you don't, you get to be a, you, you're kind of a loser because you don't have a good score. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they have a literal score ranking system. Right, right. I'm telling it's, you, like, these platinum or these treasure games are just platinum games before platinum. Well, and this like, is this this game has some of the tightest controls you will ever play in a Genesis game. It is maybe the best action game of the 16-bit era in terms of like <laughs> in terms of just all of the controls working and just like, being fast and responsive and just oh and I want I want everybody to remember that I was the one that said I didn't care for the reaction time in metroid dread like i didn't i didn't care for having to you know hit the thing back at the enemy like that that was the counter move right like that's 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 my go-to thing in games is usually not to have to play split second decisions Mm -hmm. but dude alien soldier i think i got lost in the joy of playing a 16-bit game that played like this yeah it this feels like a game that would have been made released in the last five years as an indie game paying homage to homage to uh uh you know a treasure experience. Yes. I don't know how one person was able to put together this control scheme on the Genesis. Yeah. I am. I am blown. I completely agree. This does not feel like a game that came out in 1995. This feels like a game that came out in 2018, emulating a 16 bit style, but with like the benefit of the last 20 years of like, technology and and control improvements yeah like, like this, it's this dude, so perfect <laughs> the, the, the this dude totally played you know some treasure games went to the future then was like wait a minute i can put this on the genesis <laughs> and went back to the genesis and but you know didn't bring the code from the future so it took him some time to finish it because it's just it feels so cool to play you're, you're sometimes doing the moves and the things are happening you're like i don't know what's going on but i beat the boss like, so it's, it's it's so cool it's so you can definitely feel like all right so so treasure kicked things off with gunstar heroes and i yes. believe they were they were an offshoot from konami right mm, i think that sounds right we talked um, about it previously i don't remember now yeah i think we talked about it on gunstar heroes which was like almost two years ago so <laughs> i don't remember what we talked about in that it's probably bad go listen to it mm, yeah or you know <laughs> um (laughs) this so they start with gunstar heroes then they split off and work on four different projects it definitely feels like the people who went off to make gunstar heroes 2 ended up here (laughs) because this feels a whole lot more like gunstar heroes than light crusader did the this is one this one dude you we have to remember that one guy wanted was was in charge of this whole thing in terms of programming and design and stuff yeah, that is wild. So and, and to like, be fair, you, to be it's 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 I think the average was like two. So it's no, it's, yeah, it's, I know. It sounds kind of crazy, like to 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 really focus on one instead of two. But I think there's still still you know that's double. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like games in this era had teams of like between ten and twenty people, yeah. maybe, and that's including like a QA staff of four or five, <laughs> right? And maybe the marketing guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, you know, again, I, 1995, this is like a year after Super Metroid, right? And oh, this, right that's, yes. I'm not comparing this to Super Metroid. It's a completely different type of game. Yeah, I think this would this this is a game that would it's a disservice to compare it to most games only because I think 
the average person will have a better time with a lot of other games. Uh, so it's sort of weird to put Alien Soldier on a rating scale. Yeah. I, I put it on the... That's how come I don't really like rating scales by numbers because then you're then you are um you know it it it, le- it lends itself to comparing one game to another where that doesn't seem fit whereas Alien right Soldier... like what is what is an 8.5 for the new madden mean <laughs> in the context of 9.0 for an assassin's creed game right exactly it's it's silly it's silly garbage so i think alien soldier it should not be compared to other games in terms of this is this is equal in value. What Alien Soldier just needs to be experienced. It really, I think that's the case with a lot of Treasure. And you know what I do? You know what? You're right. It was definitely Konami from Treasure because the they split because they were mad that Konami wanted to rely on like sequels and stuff. Or like they, they didn't want to necessarily make new things. They wanted to, you know, do what was going to make them money. And so then they made Gunstar Heroes. And and true to, true to themselves, they didn't make Gunstar Heroes 2. They just made a bunch of other wacky stuff like Light Crusader and Alien Soldier and, and Yu Hakushu and uh But then they you know. made Alien Soldier, which if you ever wanted a Gunstar Heroes 2, you basically have it. But it's it's so much bigger than it's it's not even it's even not even fair to compare it to Gunstar Heroes because it's the no... closest comparison to Gunstar <laughs> fine, Heroes. Fine, fine. Yeah, yeah. Like if you want an idea of what the game feels like, it's kinda like that, but different. I have a question for you. Sure. Well, I didn't see all of your stream. I saw most of it, but I missed the beginning where I'm guessing this happened. What was your reaction the first time you tackled an enemy and you started damaging it and yourself? Oh, like, I, I, I don't I, know what it's called, but like fire force or some nonsense. Yeah. Right? Like, Phoenix yeah, I, I, I yelled profanities. <laughs> like, what was that? Phoenix force. <laughs> Phoenix force. That's what it is. Yeah. That was so cool. Yeah. That was because I did it against the first boss and just <laughs> melted it for like half of its life. Oh, bar. because it's yeah, because it's like super long and snaky. Yeah, the first boss is one of the hardest frame. bosses in the whole. So game. you just go through the whole thing. It's just like it's it's the first boss is evil because I actually had the most trouble with the first boss for a very long time. Yeah, like yeah, I died like five times against the first boss and then didn't die again for like eight stages yeah yeah (laughs) but i think part of that is like again alien soldier requires you to learn you have to you have to you have to understand all aspects of it and we didn't even get into the fact that you get to choose your guns at the start of every we didn't get into any of the mechanics we talked about nothing actually we (laughs) we, we were talking about it in such broad strokes like so this is a if you want an idea of what kind of game this is. One of the moves that you have to master in this in, in this game to to like make any headway at all is a light speed dash that gives you iframes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's essentially the same as like doing a Mega Man slide. Because I think it's like down and jump. Oh yeah. I was like, what do you mean? Then yeah, yeah button wise. Button wise, yeah. So, like, games in this era where you have reasonable defensive options, aside from just, like, moving around and not getting hit by the thing. Yeah, and it has the blocky thing. Yep. Where you block the bullets and get the life back. Yeah, those are, like, that is always one of my favorite things, where it's like, you have a, you have an effective defensive option so that you can avoid damage without just having to run around all the time. 
This game gives you two, and they're both incredible. <laughs> but they're also both tricky to use. Mm-hmm. One of them is a dash, where you uh, where you have iframes, so if something's coming at you, you can sort of like dash through them. And that's the thing that you were saying, where if you're at... Uh, if you're at full health, it becomes an attack, which does massive damage, but then slightly damages you. So you can't spam it because mm-hmm. you have to do it at full life. Those those cheeky bastards. So it's like, it's super powerful, but if like, if they let you just spam it over and over again, then you could just do it infinitely because you're invincible during it. And it does a ton of damage. So Almost they're like, we'll can... just have it do like one little pip of health. Unless you block the enemy's bullets, get health, and then do it again. Right! Because <laughs> there is a counter move. There's a, there's a literal parry. Yeah. That you do by double tapping your weapon button. And Very it short parries, range. It parry, you can use it as an attack, as like a close range attack. But you can also use it to parry enemy projectiles and turn them into health and pickups. Yeah, it's like it's like a shitty Iron Man repulsor blast. Like it doesn't shoot a beam or anything, but it's like that little poof, like a like a like a little blasty thing right out from you know your hand or whatever. Yeah, just like a little a little orb in front of you. Yeah, and it's it's the timing's really precise. It is, yeah. Like it's, it's only t- there I mean, for like a few frames. Listen, listen, I didn't realize that all treasure games were <laughs> just speed run the video game, uh, but when we played. When when we played through um, mischief makers, uh, mischief makers, mm-hmm. it, it was it was very apparent, and this game even more so because the the first like when I thought I understood the game, what I died to on the first boss like two times was the freaking timer. Time, yep, me too. <laughs> the timer killed me. <laughs> yeah, that timer is. And granted, I was still learning the weapons. I was of still course, learning of course. The moves. I was still learning. That even though I compared it to a Mega Man slide, you can do the dash in midair. Yes, yeah, and you can hold yourself in midair too. <laughs> yeah, you have a double jump and a hover. You I want to remind everyone: this is the this we uh, this is the three button Genesis controller. Yep, and it doesn't feel like you need more buttons, except for maybe rotating weapons. That'd be nice. Yeah, that's true. That is if true. I, if I could press a shoulder button to cycle my weapons, I would probably. I, that would that would move this into like that holy, you know, like the it it would be one of those like almost perfect control schemes that you could talk about. Oh yeah, if 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 it had one, if it just if you could rotate weapons easier, like the Resident Evil Four of side scrolling shoot yeah, up games. Yeah, like like ultra action, ultra precise, mm-hmm. ex- extremely. It's it's a it's difficult but highly rewarding when you when you pull it off when you when you fight a thing and, and you win. Like, can we talk? Okay, so we didn't talk about the weapons yet. There are six no. weapons you can take, and you basically pick your you, loadout. You basically just use laser in the homing one. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You, you pick your loadout when you start. There's six to choose from. There is one that's basically just like a straight machine gun. Yeah. No yeah. frills. Very, very standard. Um, There is one that is sort of a short-range flamethrower, which... Does a lot of damage against the right thing, but it's not really accurate and it's very short range. So you have to be right up on top of something. Mm. I found some use for it, but not a lot. Um, there is there is the homing fire, which is awesome because you would think it's weaker than it actually is because it just homes in on wherever the boss's weak point is, which I had to use at some point because I couldn't actually find the weak point. <laughs> So I would just shoot the homing fire and be like, oh, okay, I have to hit it there. 
It, it's like, it was almost like scanning it for like, I don't know where I'm supposed to hit this one. Yeah. Um, and there's two different types of lasers. One, which just goes out in a straight line from where you shoot it. And one that actually follows you. Like it, it kind of goes out in like a constant stream from where you're standing. Mm -hmm. And if you hold it, um, if you hold it down, like while you're jumping, like the whole stream kind of like goes up and down with you. Cause it's kind of yeah. like still connected to your, to your weapon, which is kind of weird, but works out really well. Sometimes it wasn't my favorite, but it had, it had its uses. Mm -hmm. And then there's one more that I can't remember. Mm. It's one of the ones in the top row. Buster force. Buster force is the machine gun. Ranger one. force. The split shot. Oh yeah. The spread shot. Yeah. That sucked. Yeah. Yeah, because like, it's basically for killing a bunch of small enemies, but you don't do that. Yeah. No, you need precision shots because you are fighting bosses and the bosses have to be hit in a specific place. I, I want to know. I want to watch a speed run of this game. I should do that. I absolutely also want to do that. Holy crap. I cannot even imagine. It's going to be so cool. Because there's oh. so you have so many good movement and control options. And it's like I... I was really feeling around midway through where I was like, you know, I'm dashing back and forth. There was one point where it's like, I feel like I am literally playing Bayonetta right now. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I heard you talk about that actually. Cause I'm fighting this enemy and it's like, it's kind of like a giant mech thing and it's trying to like punch me on the ground and I'm dashing through it to the other side of it just as it punches the ground. And then I <laughs> shoot it in the back a little bit and then it turns around with this like, backhand swipe and I dash to the other side of it again. And I'm just kind of going like back and forth, kind of like spinning them up in knots and dashing in and out of the attacks. And it's like th the flow of this is so cool. Yes. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. It, I don't have, I, I can see very easily where someone would not like this game because they don't like this style of game. Sure. But I, but that's not, I don't think that's a, fair way to judge a video game pretty much ever uh so i see nothing wrong with this game yeah no i and I, and I and i really really mean that i don't i don't for me so i did not beat the game i played it uh until i got to uh zai tiger the like so okay, that's like yeah. stage like 10 or 11 or something like yeah, that 10 i, I fin i finished that boss and i was like yeah i've got it. i'm gonna stop for today and i turned it off and i i thought i had save stated but I hadn't. Uh... And I was like, oh, I don't feel like starting over. I'm just going to call it quits because I've been, I've been pretty busy. And so uh, I, and that's why I ended up watching you. So I got to experience the rest of the game vicariously through you. And oh, to be honest, I'm really glad I didn't because I would have been super frustrated at Seven Force. Yeah, you would have. Which is supposed to be a reference. It is, you know, Gunstar Heroes. Yeah, it has reference. a Seven Force. Yeah. Um, it's a different Seven Force, but it's the same deal where it's like it keeps changing into different forms. Yeah, like if, if you... I bet you if you Google Seven Force, there'll be some website that has them all listed and be like, look, it's, here's Gunstar Heroes, here's Alien Soldier, yada, yada. But that, that boss would have been extremely frustrating. So I still, I, I this is a game where you don't have to like it or even, or you don't have to love it or even beat it to play it and be like, this is a blast. It's yeah. just so different. And and trying out the weapons is, is so much fun. It's just the, fun. The weapons are all fun to use. I like from a story, from the perspective of strict utility, I definitely to gravitated <laughs> to some more than others. Yeah, of course. But they're all, they all feel good. Oh, and we didn't mention, so you, you said you pick four, right? And you yeah. can just pick all of the same ones if you want. Yeah, and because, like, because the game is so focused, 
where like each stage is basically like scroll through like a couple of enemies for about 10 seconds and then there's a boss. So each yep. stage is basically the boss. Yeah. Like the the enemies in the stage are generally trivial. It's ba- they're basically there to give you health refills and ammo refills. By the way, there's ammo. Oh, there is ammo, that's true. Which is a weird thing, but we'll get to that. Yeah, am We can talk about it now if you want or I mean, you, you want to finish your thought. Yeah. Okay. So like the idea is like certain certain gun types, certain weapon types work better against some bosses than others. So there were some where it's like, okay, I need oh, right. just laser. Or oh, I sometimes... need just homing, or I need just this or just that. Like <laughs> maybe maybe you picked fire weapons and now they don't work underwater, lol. <laughs> yeah. At the end of a four boss gauntlet. Five F boss gauntlet. Boss. F that boss. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, like the uh that's the only time in the game that happens too where it's just like yeah this you're underwater so you have fire weapons and they just don't work now deal with it can we talk well well hold on <laughs> where do you want to go next <laughs> we can talk a little bit about ammo because okay. this game lets you take four different types of uh four different types of weapons and they all start with full ammo and they all regen ammo over time but i forgot that there was ammo and i just said earlier that i can't think of anything wrong with the game i take it back the ammo system is dumb yeah i don't like the ammo system exactly the ammo system makes the game interesting in that you can't just pick one thing and spam it yeah i wish it was just i wish they had i don't know what would have been a better way to handle ammo maybe it was just even if it, I, I I realize it's more or less just a cooldown system. Basically. Um, but maybe having it be a strict cooldown where there's just like a number. So you have an idea of how long it takes. Like, oh, in yeah. 10 seconds, I can use this gun again. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been more fun than having it be quote unquote ammo because it's not really ammo. So if, if you just had an idea of how much time you had until you could use that weapon when it would be fully charged... That would be more fun for me because I didn't have enough time to assess in my, my brain was doing too many other things where I didn't have, like I was basically just switching a weapon and then shooting until that weapon ran dry. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. And part of the reason for that is because the game doesn't stop. Like there's no pause. (laughs) There's literally no pause between stages. No, no, no. When you switch your weapon. Oh, oh, then yes. Ever. The game never stops. Like you just run out of ammo and then you had like, switching your weapon it's like it's like literally finding time to reload it's like drinking a potion in dark souls yeah yeah you know you, you got to find the break in the 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 boss movement where you have yep. where you're safe to pause for a second which sounds like it should be you know it's just a second but you you actually a need second's to make a sure. long time it's a long time in this game it's, it's a you know, long because you have to stand still while you're and, switching your weapon, you hit the you hit the weapon switch button and it brings up the little it brings the, up the little circle and you have yeah, to rotate around. Menu. And the animation for all that is like lengthy. Yeah. Like and sometimes you jump on the ceiling. I don't know. <laughs> so like there you have you have to like designate some time to switching your weapon while everything is still happening. And it's like you don't really have time to like sit there and think about which one has the most ammo. It doesn't give you an indication until you've switched to it. So sometimes you switch off an ammo that's empty to another, to another, or you switch off a weapon that's empty 
to another weapon that's empty because that was the one you just fired dry a few seconds ago. Yes. And you got to do that two or three times until you find the one that's got ammo in it. Yeah. Especially when, when they're all the same. If you die because of that, it's like, eh, that felt lame. But yeah. at the same time, it doesn't feel, I don't know. It Failure? weirdly does not feel unfair. And the fact that they no. set it up that way makes me think that that was a very, very intentional choice. Like they wanted it to feel like, yeah, running your weapon dry and having to switch weapons is like a distraction from the action. So it's like finding time to reload in a firefight. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely on purpose. Everything in this game feels very on purpose. I don't know that it's necessarily makes it better, but I understand the rationale behind it. Yes. I, 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 it's one of those points where I'm not a big fan of the, the ammo aspect, but at the same time, it is great that they force you to switch. It's, to be honest, it was kind of controversial, and I know people were mad about it, but I loved the fact that your weapons broke in Breath of the Wild because it made me use mm. everything. Yeah. And people yeah. were really mad about that, but it was so, it felt great to me to use something. It's like, oh, who cares if this breaks? I'll just pick something else up and whack the crap out of other enemies with it. And yeah. that's fun. Because and I was absolutely just... always the type of person, like, I am 100% the type of person to find something that works and yes. never switch off of it. Yeah, me too. If, if I'm playing a game and it's like, oh, this, this strategy is going to work, I won't stop because yeah. it's what's working. And that's really neat that... Alien Soldier forces you to use the other weapons. I guess you could just pick four of the same weapon. <laughs> you could. But there <laughs> are some, fine. like, there are some situations where, like, if you've relied on the homing attack for the entire game, then you're going to get to that phase of seven force and not have weapons. I mean, let's be fair. By seven force, you have to know the game. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, like, you know, if you've decided that homing, that homing is the, is the, uh, homing force is the best weapon for every situation you will eventually be faced with a situation where it is not. Right. And so yes. you do have to like continue to adapt and change your strategy as you go. Even once you've learned the game really well. So like, I, I get it. And I like that. I, I don't know. And the game also in fairness is balanced around the fact that your ammo is limited because your weapons do a crap ton of damage. Like when you actually hit a direct hit with something, yes. yeah, like it works. It like, so you don't need a lot of ammo to do what you need to do. It's only there. Like it's only there to give you the feeling of like having to sort of manage I, you know, and juggle your inventory during that's the fight. A, that's a good point. Cause really this, these games, treasure games are designed around speed running perfection. Right. Yes. So the the fact that there's ammo there is really just to they it's probably only there because they wanted to let you know the casual have a chance. Otherwise, there would have been three shots and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> make each one count or fail. So again, I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that the ammo system is necessarily an improvement to the game. It would. I feel like that's something that you could turn on or off between difficulties. Right. Oh, that'd be. I could see that being a thing. I, I guess it's weird that that that's now. This is one of the few instances where I would say changing that mechanic might change the whole vision of the game. Yes. And maybe that's too much of a change. Right. Where maybe like if it's if that's what is the difference between you playing and not playing it, maybe then you just don't play it. I'm not sure. That's that's one of those that would be a as a designer. If you're a game designer, I could see where that would be one of the choices that becomes. Uh, where you'd have to really think about it. And and that sounds stupid because why wouldn't you just make it accessible to everyone? But I could see where 
that would be a choice where it's like, well, no, this is really what I want. I want this to be a huge mechanic. And if I take this, yeah. away, it feels like it's changing. the. Yeah, now it the doesn't game. play the way I want it to play. Right. And I think that's that's that is clearly I'm not a fan of it because that's what I've said. But at the same right. time, I kind of I understand it. And maybe it wouldn't be. I, I don't know. Maybe it's such a memorable piece of the gameplay that without it something would feel like it's not all maybe i would feel like it's missing it like maybe that maybe the tension of not having ammo adds a a, a piece of the the or adds to the puzzle as a whole and it actually is kind of fun to have to cycle through stuff i don't know i really don't know it was it's frustrating but it does like yes it does add to the overall feeling and tension of the of the situation it mm-hmm. it's it gives you one more thing to think about and is something that sets the game apart from, you know, your every Contra game where holding down the fire button for the entire game is just kind of the normal thing to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause like that's, that's the, that's basically, I feel like what they're trying to get away from I think is so too. like, they want you do to have not a just thought. hold the fire button down. You have to actually aim your shots. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely true because we, we both played on, quote-unquote, super easy. Yeah. Right? Because super hard, I know that you can't continue forever, and I believe your ammo carries over. The ammo carries over on super easy. Um, d- Between wait, between it? most stages, I think. Oh, uh, No, I mean when you die. Oh, yeah, no, that, not that. Your, oh, that's the, a that's an oddly specific like yeah i don't i'm just i'm looking at the manual now and i didn't realize that was part of the super hard it says there's a limited number of continues and then when continuing your weapon's energy value will not be replenished oh yeah okay no that is different yeah i and thought you no meant like from system. one stage to the next no from well i mean is there even breaks in the stage the first time i beat the boss I was like is that a stage there's <laughs> like breaks in a few of the state like every five or six stages there's a break. yeah yeah that's through the theming the theme of the stage changes or whatever Speaking of which, can we talk about how different the stages themselves actually are? No, I want to talk about how there's a stage where you shoot a gun and it lights it up. Oh my god. Because when you got to that stage, I that was some polish that I did not expect from a game that was unfinished. <laughs> I was stunned. <laughs> like, it's a, you're in a dark tunnel. And you yep. shoot your gun, and then it lights it up based on the color of the weapon. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it's bullet. not even just like light or no light. You have different types of weapons that light the tunnel up in different colors. It's awesome. It is so good. It looks incredible. It looks so good. Mm. The, the, yeah, no, that. Yeah, and you're <laughs> only in that for a few minutes. Yeah, it's just like, like it's just like a throwaway. It's like something that somebody that he did because he's like, I want this to be a thing in my game, so we're making it happen. Mm-hmm. And he made it happen. And again, this comes back to the ammo system where it's like, oh, okay. When I shoot the gun, it lights up so I can see. In any other game, it's like keep shooting. Hold the button. You right. never even you'd never even find out that that's happening because you just start the stage and hold down the fire button. But here, here, it's like, well, I can't waste my ammo, so I'll just, you know, I'll fire a couple of shots out every, every so often, but I got to try to conserve ammo because there, I know there's a boss coming up, so I can't just fire away haphazardly to keep things lit up. So I have to actually like, I have to really conserve this. Yeah. 
and it, it makes the, you know, it makes it this whole situation where you're, you know, it's dark and you fire two, a few shots to see what's around you. And like, it's, it's, oh my God. Yeah. I, I forgot about that. I'm glad you brought that back up. That, I was actually was... thinking about the stage where you're on an airplane <laughs> yeah, that, or, or, or the boss fight where you fight a really spooky spider. Oh yeah. That boss fight's nuts. Yeah. It's weird because like you're fighting this weird, like moth boss earlier. Like oh, a yeah. robot moth. Yeah, you rip its wings off. It's kind of sad. And then it gets caught in the net, and then you're standing on top of it. Oh, that part. Yes, it. yes, yes. Sorry, that's a different moth boss. <laughs> Did I say net web, obviously? Yeah, you know, whatever. I mean, same difference. Spider's net. Yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> yeah, they they make nets. And, so and it gets caught. Armor. It gets caught and you climb up on top of it. And then there's little baby spiders trying to pull the, the moth down to the bottom of the screen. And you have to shoot them because if they pull it all the way down, your platform goes away. Yeah. You want it at like a certain level and then you damage the boss a certain amount. And then it shifts. Then it like changes to like mold doom or whatever, where it just kind of rolls around the stage randomly. You've got to shoot yeah. it while avoiding it. Yep. <laughs> it's, the boss variety is yes. so much fun. Yes. I, so usually I say in a lot of these games that you can just watch somebody play and get the experience of it. No, you no. have to play Alien Soldier for, you know, even if even if you only play it for like 15, 20 minutes just to like get a feel for what it's like, then you can enjoy watching somebody else play it to see all the boss variety. And that you should do. You should you should you should play the game for a little bit and then watch somebody play through it because the bosses are so weird and wonderful. Yeah. And that, like, and some are just joke bosses, like of, the face. I, I'm sure there's a couple that are fairly similar enough to each other. Well, I mean, like, a lot of them are kind of similar in the sense of you know you just avoid their attack and shoot them. Like they don't do anything yeah. all that special, but they still look weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the weird intestine flower that then gets yep. its uh, barbed thing stuck inside your body and poisons you. Yeah. <laughs> That was, I, that the was fact cool. that there's a damage over time mechanic in this game. And you can get multiple of them stuck in you at once. Yeah, it's not great. No, <laughs> no, it's, no not it's not great. You die very quick. It was funny because the first time you went through it that you didn't get any stuck in you. You almost killed it. And the second time you got like four of them stuck in your yep. face. And you're like, what the hell? This is a dot. <laughs> and I was like, I, I didn't get it at first. I was like, oh, that's interesting that it stays in you. Like, it's like a Dark Souls era where like. You, you see the thing stuck into you f over time yeah, to like remind you of your failure. And then I'm like, why am I almost dead? Why am I, why am I almost dead? I've only gotten hit like five times. And it's like, it's cause I have, it's cause they're all thorns and they're all damaging me like per second. Yeah. So yeah. Once I realized that I was like, okay, pay attention to that. <laughs> Moving on. Well, and what's neat about this game is that a lot of times in difficult video games you you sure you have time to learn the bosses or the things but there's there's a lot of build up to it where you have to get mm -hmm. back to where you were to learn it whereas mm -hmm. in this game if you screw up on a boss fight as long as you're playing on easy which is where i think most people should play yes uh, absolutely everyone... absolutely do not i know that like as someone who plays difficult games and can usually default to most games on hard playing on a difficulty level called super easy Seems like an insult, but just do it. Nobody should play that game on any other difficulty their first time. Period. <laughs> yeah. Full yeah. stop. Please continue. Uh, 
what you were talking actually, about boss runbacks. What was I saying? Oh, it's so nice that this this game you just get to you can just you just start the boss again. Yep. Like within 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 twenty seconds you're back at the boss fight. Yeah, because the stage is like the stage. Every stage is just a boss fountain. Yeah. Like that's what they're there for. Like you, you, there's a bunch of like little random enemies in it and they can hit you, but if you kill them, they all drop health pickups. So usually you can go into the boss with a pretty decent amount of health and a pretty decent amount of ammo. Yeah. Like once you get into the flow of the game, you will probably end up reaching the end of each stage with more health and ammo than you started with. Mm hmm. Because they just they just put a bunch of drops down and like standard enemies are basically just health drops. Yeah, they're health drops that can damage you if you don't hit them fast. Enough. <laughs> yeah, if you don't. Yeah, right. <laughs> but mostly they're just health drops. <laughs> and then they, you know, they put a, a crate or two of ammo in there so you can get some extra ammo for the boss. But then like they are they are not significant stages. They are a few seconds of running to get to the boss. Yeah, some some of them don't even have that. Some of them just start with the boss. Yep. Some of them is just like, oh, hey, boss time right now. Let's go. Yeah. The big ones, especially like the the uh, Zy Tiger and uh, Seven Force. And I think the final boss are all like, yeah, you just start here. Yes. This is yeah. the stage. That's the that this is the this is the this is the stage where you where you fight the boss. Oh, wait, that's all of them. <laughs> do you do you remember the frog boss? Uh yeah, where where it actually opens up like its weird robot cloaca and craps out an egg. It yeah, feels, don't like that boss. Didn't like that, but I, I remember like, it. I don't like that one. But to be honest, it's one of the more memorable bosses now. <laughs> Just <because laughs> now that I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> it, is, it is it is uncomfortably memorable. <laughs> yep, that's yeah, that's accurate. I can. It just I, feels weird when it opens up its you know cloaca and the thing i don't know if it's a cloaca or not i just that's what that's a that's a word that sounds that's a right. word that's associated with reptiles do amphibians have it i don't know i actually yeah, it's, it's I don't like know. the throat swell right i don't know anything about the biology of animals particularly <laughs> certainly not alien robot animals yeah but i'm using real words that that uh, that someone's listening to this is like dude you're dumb and that's fair <laughs> Let me just we say the boss opens do this podcast to not be called dumb. The boss opens up a hole in its bottom area and something comes out of it and you're just like, "What? Don't like that." Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And the weird intestine flower. Yep. I mean, I know we talked about it, but we didn't I don't think we actually talked about the intestinal base of the flower where it looks like just human intestines. That yes, that one's bad. But I don't think anything is worse than the weird, um, I want to say it's the stage five enemy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you're going to say. I know which one you're talking about. Like the weird fleshy thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just a weird fleshy blob thing with an with a weird ugly face. <laughs> it's not even a face a mother could love. It just looks goofy. I don't even know. Like, most of these are like, most of these bosses are like, oh, I can tell what that was supposed to be. Because, like, the the game's plot is basically, like, cyborg animals. Cyborg alien animal mutation things. Like, that's what most of these things are. Yeah. I like how you said the game's plot and then just list a thing, and that's true. (laughs) I mean, yeah. 
No, that yeah, no, you're right. It's not wrong. The plot that we got is just that. <laughs> I would like to. Uh... I sent you an image, by the way, of of marketing for for uh, Alien Soldier in Japan. That's just the title screen. Yeah, but the words at the but top. But with the words visual shock, speed shock, sound shock, now is the time to 68,000 nope, well, heart on fire. You had an extra thun there to try to make more sense. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but this is this is only uh, noteworthy because the original Mega Drive marketing in Japan was visual shock, speed shock, sound shock. Because apparently... If if you go if you watch the uh, the 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 old Genesis or J Japanese commercial, they talk about how everyone's saying games are boring today, but that's not the case. It's just that the old hardware has reached its limit, and then they're introducing the visual shock, speed shock, and sound shock of Altered Beast on the Mega Drive. So it's oh, it's yeah. it's it's good to remember. And every generation, forever, everyone's always saying, "Man, this this there's nothing worth playing." Yeah, <laughs> everything's bad. It's worth noting also, speaking of marketing, that this game never got a physical release in the West. It sure didn't. It was released in Japan. It was released in, in the PAL region and nothing in NA except for uh, the Sega Channel? Sega Channel. Sega Channel. Yep. Which we talked about, I guess, last week. I think we did. Which is interesting, actually. Because, yeah, you were we were talking about Golden Axe, and I think you said Golden Axe 3 only yep. came out on the uh, on the Sega channel. That's right, yeah. But you framed it in the sense of like it was so bad they didn't even want to do a physical release oh, so they that's just, just put it on the on the Sega channel. That's just what all the the gaming magazines said at the time. Yeah. Well, and Alien a, Soldier is maybe the best game on the Genesis. <laughs> yeah, it might be the best game on the Genesis. It's it's obviously a dumb thing to say, but just picture for a moment that this came out in like 92. Or like 91 on the Genesis, like, like, right, you know, if this was the game, you know, so, so you had Altered Beast and then, then Sonic came out. And if like, what if Alien Soldier was the game then instead of Sonic? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like if, this would have been. Yeah. If Alien Soldier was like the flag bearer. Dude, this, this, it, I, I don't know. I think people would have loved it. I like, again, I love it now. As if it's an indie game that came out two years ago. That's I really think like, that's a fair assessment of this that video game. That feels like, it feels like I played a game that came out a couple years ago that is a super good, hyper-polished love letter to action games from the 90s, but does so in such a way that it's better than any of those games possibly could be because of hardware limitations. Mm -hmm. That's what it feels like I played. It feels like a game that is too good to have come out in the era that it came out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of times games that are sort of ambitious or do something kind of different or uh, a little like they, they want to have a mechanic that, they, that they're trying out. It, sometimes it just doesn't like the, the full package is kind of meh, like it's, it's missing something. Whereas this feels like it's it was it was it's been in development for a really long time. It's like a love letter to those to that experience. Hmm. I, I'm I'm uh, I'm just glad we played this. I'm completely blown away, mm -hmm. especially, especially since until a few days ago. <laughs> oh, God. I thought that Alien Storm and Alien Soldier were the same game. Not the same game. 
boy, are they not the same game. We can play Alien Storm if you'd like sometime. I would not like to play that. Because I have played that before, and I was not impressed. And I was like, really? This game? And then I saw screenshots of it, and I was like, that's different than what I remember. Maybe Maybe it has, like, different stages or different, like, maybe it changes perspectives or something. That's why I remember I, something that looks way lamer than this. When we were talking about playing it and you, you said you were like, you said something along the lines of, Oh, I think I've played it before. And I, all I said to you was I, you would remember having played this game. I promise. It's like, if you had played this before, you wouldn't be like, Oh yeah, I think I remember that. Like, like you no, would remember alien soldier is not a game. You think you remember. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a game. It's, that, it's a game that stays with you. You either, you either, yeah, that's it. That's all it is. It's just a game that you'll remember no matter what, even if you hate the experience. <laughs> I now, I now find Alien Storm to be an even worse game than before because of its association with that memory. Because now, because it tainted your Alien Soldier memory for all these years. Yeah, because it's the reason why, like, Alien I have never Storm played. kept me away from Alien Soldier. I, and I, for that, I will never forgive it. I've I've not played Alien Storm for more than maybe t- ten seconds. I was like, oh, I don't want to play this. Yeah. Uh, so I, it might be a, it might be an okay game. I'm not sure. It's I'm sure it's fine. It's just like I literally started playing Alien Soldier, and I was like, I've never seen this before in my life. What is this? Yeah. You you. Why did I think <laughs> I knew this? I actually saw that part of the stream where you had. You started Alien Soldier, you played for a bit, and you're like, hold on, I need to see something. <laughs> and and then booted I booted up. up Alien Storm because it's in the same collection right next to it. And I was like, oh my god, this is the game I remember. <laughs> this is Va- an Alien Soldier. Vastly different. Oh my god! <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> I, okay, I have to admit... I, I, I loaded up a let's play of alien storm and I jumped to the middle of some weird boss fight thing. And yeah. she does this really awesome cartwheel sidekick flip and then a nuclear bomb landed on the boss. And then they okay. just kept on fighting like normal, like nothing had happened. And I, 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 I don't know what I'm seeing. That sounds like a streets of rage special. I think it is. Where you just, you're just like street fighting and then the cops show up and start launching missiles into the street. <laughs> A fist just came out of this thing's stomach. What the f- what the fuck? That doesn't sound as cool as Alien Soldier, even though that literally does happen in Alien Soldier also. It's not- it's- Alien Soldier is gonna be one of these- this is- apparently this is the pot- this year of the podcast is going through the Genesis library because it was added to the Switch Online, so it's convenient. And, and sure, we, yeah. we have had some very, very enjoyable times yeah. playing these games. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, my my opinion of the Genesis library improves by the day. Yeah, like I would, I, I would, I I will probably still be biased towards Nintendo. I will too. It's just human nature. Well, but like, if for me, it's mostly because the I, I really love RPGs, and I haven't played yeah. enough RPGs on the Genesis yet to know. And right. and the 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 music, and I mean, the music is just. You know, it's a little smoother on the on the Super Nintendo, but I, I don't know, man. These are some bangers that we've been playing this year. Alien Soldier is a game that I would very, very happily 
pit against the best of the like arcade shoot 'em up genre on the SNES. Oh yeah. I would compare it favorably to Contra 3. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's again because Contra 3 is like the closest thing I can think of on the on the SNES right now in terms of like gameplay style. And it's but a it's better still, game than that. It's still so different. It's completely it's very different. But like I am thinking of like what is even a close parallel to say like, you know, to to put these two next to each other. And to the extent that I can find anything like in terms of a, a, a high octane cinematic shoot 'em up. Yeah, like it's. Contra three kind of fits the bill, but like, this is just, it's in, this isn't honest to God. I don't, my knowledge of the super Nintendo library or just video games in general is apparently too limited to have a, any sort of bearing of what to compare alien soldier to in a way that's fair. I don't I know. I think it compares more closely to a modern, like sure. uh, to a modern character action game like Bayonetta. Yeah. If you put that, if you took the idea of like a Bayonetta or a Devil May Cry or Vanquish or Nano Machine Sun, like, yeah, any of the any of the Platinum Library, if you took those ideas and mapped them to a 2D space and you made would get a Alien whole Soldier. game that's that. No, that's what I this is. think that's what Alien Soldier is. Yeah, that's that's that is that is that is that's why that's why I. Usually I can kind of justify in my head that I can compare one game to another. I don't know how to do that with this. Yeah, I From... I can't think like I've made a lot of comparisons. I've compared it to Contra. I've compared it to Platinum. I've compared it to Gunstar Heroes. And it's a little bit of all of those, but not quite any of them. Yeah, it really is in every way. Like it, like as a whole, not in every way. There are there are bits and pieces that you can see. From different <laughs> yeah, because you just but like you just did it <laughs> as a, as an entire package. I mean, if you consider every way together, it is a completely unique experience. I have played a lot of video games, and I'm not sure I've played anything that's quite like Alien Soldier. This is this is it's it's sort of sad that Peak Treasure is is kind of this little niche game. Yeah. It's it's freaking awesome, you know. For all the flack that Nintendo has gotten over its its online stuff, I am so glad that Genesis was added, and I'm so happy that Alien Soldier was one of those games because I bet a bunch of people have bought the Sega collections in the past. They haven't bothered to play, you know, Alien Soldier because it wasn't one of the games they cared about that they bought the ten dollar collection for. Yeah, and maybe now that it's on Switch and it was a monthly release. Somebody looked at Alien Soldiers like, oh, okay, cool. This came out last month. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll give this a try. And they got to experience it because of the way that it was, you know, it's, it's sort of the first time. I mean, that's basically what happened with you, right? Yeah. Listen, this is the first time that Alien Soldiers more or less gotten its own high profile release video. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Was because Nintendo was like, check out these three games we dropped. And one of them was Alien Soldier. So this is. What were the other two? I don't know. Who cares? You're not remember. Alien Soldier. What were they? It was March. So was it was it was it Shining Force? No, I don't know. Alien Soldier Nintendo Switch. March update, one month ago. Okay. Released by Nintendo. It's freaking beautiful that Nintendo is releasing the And Alien Soldier was the first one they showed off. What mm-hmm. are they showing it? They show too much of the stage, though. I will say that they don't show enough boss battling. They make it look like it's not exactly what it is. Oh, it's Light Crusader. Wait, we got Alien Soldier and Light Crusader in the same. 
Oh, yeah. The treasure bundle. And then Super Fantasy Zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, you know, it's kind of fun. I looked at this is the video. This is like on the Nintendo account. And the first achieve or first, uh, excuse me, the first comment is Alien Soldier is Treasure's crowning achievement on the Sega Genesis. I cannot wait to replay it countless times. Alien Soldier is literally one of the best action games to exist. Oh my God. All the, all of the comments are the first four or five comments at the top of this are all Alien Soldier is the best. Yeah. Alien Soldier is the greatest. Alien Soldier is really amazing. Blah, blah, blah. Usually oh. when I play a podcast game, it is like, I'll have a good time with it, but then it's like, it's done and I'm glad to be done with it. I have multiple <laughs> times thought about going back and playing again. Yeah. And that's like, that doesn't sound like much, but that is rare for me. I think me. it's a lot. I think it says a lot. To like, want to just jump back into a game that I finished and play it again, just because it was that much fun. I mean, that's, that's, that's how I felt with Contra Hardcore. It, it was really exciting for me to play it again. And I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm sort of weird because, yeah, I'll replay a 40-hour RPG, whatever. But when it comes to the podcast games, I usually don't go back and play them. Well, I so, mean, a lot of them don't really have replay value because they're just short little games that you just fair. go through and play once. But you can and play Jalico's Force all the time. this is not terribly different. Like, <laughs> if I went through and played it again, it wouldn't be a different experience. It might be. I mean, it would be a different experience for me because I would be playing oh. it with like the experience and knowledge but i mean like the game's not going to change <laughs> no no so like there's not anything new for me to see and experience i just want more of it i just want to go through it again it's just really really good yeah you need more you need more visual shock speed shock and sound shock and getting hard on fire 68000 yes now is I mean, the time now now is time now, you're right. Now is time to the 68,000 heart on fire. <laughs> I mean, that's, that is, that is, that's Alien Soldier. Alien Soldier.